Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Happy New Year. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. There is a lot to talk about, and we will do as such. If you enjoy the show, by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happens. Rappaport's here, Darius Butler's here, AJ's here, the boys are here and on fire. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. I mean, Antonio Brown's situation is wild, but a lot of other things happen as well, and we chit-chat about it all. Let's get to it. Happy New Year! It's the last week of the NFL season! Uh, Tonight, Week 17, will wrap up with a division rivalry that'll see a reminiscent tale before our eyes. Tonight will be a celebration of Big Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field. He has been there for... 18 seasons. Long time. This will be his last home game at Heinz Field against the Cleveland Browns. Rival division, rival. Big Ben's done well on Monday Night Football, and he's done great against the Cleveland Browns. It should be an exciting way to wrap up Week 17. But now, as we look ahead at Week 18, there's still a lot on the line. A lot of teams did a lot of great for themselves yesterday. A lot of teams did a lot of bad for themselves yesterday. One player said, I don't want to play in this fucking league anymore. There's a lot to chit-chat about, and we can't wait to do that with you here at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. We got a lot of guests today, okay? We got Ian Rappaport joining us Mm -hmm. in about 30 minutes or so to talk about everything that happened yesterday. Right, a lot. Probably a pretty pivotal focus on one particular event and anything else that could be happening that could lead into us changing the way we feel about Monday Night Football's outcomes with Ian Rappaport. That should be great. Darius Butler will be joining us because Darius joins us every single Monday to break down the ins and outs of the NFL Sunday that was in his fashion as a nine-year NFL vet. A.J. Hawk will be here, Super Bowl champion, and uh, hopefully... We'll get a chance to hear from the people as well. Whenever we look around and we do the hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but that trended like number three today, five minutes after doing the bird call for those tweets. I can't wait to hear what people are thinking because a lot has happened since the last time we chatted. Brock Lesnar's WWE champion. Unbelievable. That is out of I mean, that is wild. That is wild. A lot of bowl games happened, but also. Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers for winning the MVP. Back to back. Okay. Since Aaron Rodgers Tuesday's inception, Mm. he's only won MVPs. I'm not saying it's because of us, but I'm saying we've gotten a chance to ride alongside two seasons straight. One with no fans, the most crazy season in the history of the NFL. One season that'll be chatted about 20, 30 years from now whenever they talk about no fans in the stands. Uh, Cardboard cutouts being counted as actual audience members Mm -hmm. in the stands for the Super Bowl. There will be 20,000 first responders and humans, and there will be 45,000 cardboard cardboard cutout of people that have paid a ridiculous amount of money to have their face on a thing that would not be seen by any literally anybody (laughs) he won the mvp of that season got a 35 second speech at the end of that now we're getting a chance to ride alongside a performance unlike anything the nfl has ever seen before he has four interceptions or something like that dudes are throwing picks four of them in one game now at this point Matthew Stafford, who the Rams have gotten another win somehow, 
That's a big time win against the Ravens. Yeah. They yeah. are finding a way to win. I have no idea how they're doing it. It doesn't make sense that they're doing it. Matthew Stafford, who is going to have to be a pivotal part of their team if they want to go and win the whole damn thing, had like five picks in his last 51 attempts or something like that. Yeah. Aaron has four picks on the entire year. <laughs> Think about on the whole fucking year. And now we find out after a Green Bay Packer ass beating of Sean Mannion, mm-hmm. who's a good guy. Yeah. Good guy. He's like, good 90 guy. mile an hour fastball. Guys, big boy. Yeah, that's big right. boy. He's athlete too. He can lumber around. Uh-huh. He's been, been around the NFL a long time. Knows a lot of offenses. Can do his thing. He kind of stunk, but I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure that that Vikings team, even if Kirk Cousins is there, stood a chance against a Packers team that we talked to Aaron last week. Said we got to get better at stepping on throats. Mm-hmm. You asked him. I think you asked him somewhere. Maybe I asked him because the Super Boost was getting a little close on Christmas Day. It was like, hey, that game got. A bit close there, didn't it? And this seems to happen now on a regular basis. And he said that they actually addressed it. So I thought Sunday Night Football Week 17 MVP on the line going against Sean fucking Mannion. No offense, Sean. You're probably the man, Mannion. Good guy. Probably good guy. Going against Sean fucking Mannion in Lambeau when he was going to have to wear the turtleneck. I think we all kind of thought, oh, this could be a route. And it was. One of the only things we expected to happen did happen, I think, in the NFL this entire season. Now, the NFC runs through Lambeau, through Green Bay, Wisconsin, through Town up there, through a place that is going to put on a show in of itself with the snow and the wind. And then there's this little hippie guy. Mm-hmm. Wearing number 12, playing offense, looking as if he's putting on a goddamn show, throwing balls better than anybody, dropping bu- balls into buckets like he does in those drills in the middle of, what, nine-degree weather or mm-hmm. something like that? It's unbelievable what the Packers have been able to do this season, especially with all the drama in the offseason. Now at Ty Schmidt, congratulations on being the one. Thank you, Thank you very work. much. I mean, you just expect Rodgers to play like that in those kind of games. Like, we did say that, and they started very slow last night. You know, there was a drop touchdown early, and then you just thought, like, well, who knows? It's cold. It could be one of those games against the Vikings. They still didn't play their best game, but they just beat the piss out of them. And like we said, like, the table was set going into that game. Like, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, so they just needed to win. They'd get the one seed. They can rest guys next week, and you don't have to worry about the, you know, will they, won't they, when are these guys coming back? Now these guys got two more weeks to get ready before, you know, they actually have that first home playoff game. And we've said it all along. Like, it it just – this team feels a little bit different than last year's team does. I still don't think they've played their best on offense, like special teams again last night. You know, I mean, they fielded punts fine. David Moore looks like he's he's going to be a good fill-in, you know, but – Two awkward late hits on that guy. Yeah. First Uh game in. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, that bullshit call. He didn't block him into him either. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe they just knew, like, hey, listen, the, the Packers are going to beat the fucking shit out of these guys. We don't need to be, you know, <laughs> expediting the process. But it, I mean, it just, everything that's kind of, what they've what they need to do they're doing it currently and you just like it just it's very tough for me with the way they're playing right now and the way Rodgers is playing to see someone going to Lambeau and beat them well the NFC now you have to look around the landscape and I guess the Dallas Cowboys for sure could be in the conversation because they have been a team that has won games very well they've lost games you go what and then yesterday they lose to the Cardinals who are they back on track mm-hmm. are they a little bit back now that they've been able to withstand the you know loss of D Hop have they Zach Ertz it seems like Tyler and Zach have a good relationship oh, Chase yeah. Edmonds he somehow didn't touch the ground 
in that tackle with, what, 600 pounds worth of human? Mm -hmm. His knee never touched. Nope. He was still up. He fumbled. Obviously, if there's more timeouts left in the chamber for old Dallas Cowboys, they can challenge that. Much different outcome. Right. Much different outcome if that is the case. But tis the game of football that we play. You have to have timeouts. A lot of people were pointing at, and I think it's because the TV pointed out, uh, whenever Prater came on the field and Kyler was still on the field, and the field goal block team called a timeout Mm -hmm. because they're like, whoa, 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 hold on. I don't think that is necessarily the most wasted timeout. There was others that happened before then. I think those should maybe be pointed out. But anytime somebody runs the kicker onto the field while Kyler Murray's still on the field, that is an attempt to deceive. They are trying to take advantage of the fact that the field goal block team's on the field, not the normal defense is on the field. So as soon as old buddy saw Kyler, was like, oh, shit, hold on. We are not supposed to be here. That's a probable touchdown, no matter what. Now... Was there other time mismanagements throughout the year that made us think, hey, Mike McCarthy, what the fuck is going on over there? Sure. Yes. So when that situation happens right before the two minute, it does lend for like, a, oh, you have a timeout here. You can challenge. You probably win this game. Instead, first down with two minutes left with the other team having no timeouts. That's ball game. Yeah. Are the Cardinals all the way back? Maybe. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, because these teams, if they're going to want to go on a run, are going to have to go through Lambo. Yeah. The Niners still have a chance. They're still hunting. Oh, yeah. yep. Hey, they're still hunting. Charger, uh, the Char- that's AFC. But the Niners still hunting in this mm-hmm. entire thing. Eagles. The Eagles still hunting oh, in this oh, entire thing. Time. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts is eating stadiums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's even getting in that poop pipe busting stadium that Jesus. Washington has over there. You guys need to tighten that shit up. <laughs> Figure it out. A lot of exposés about what was going on behind the scenes at the Washington football team for the last 10 years. Now, there's a lot of exposés happening about what's going on in front of the scenes. And Jason Wright has had to turn around that entire uh, franchise. That's right. Mm-hmm. In that program. And Ron Rivera's been a part of it. And they've been able to do some stuff, I think, while reading through it absolutely you know, incredible that they were able to win football games with everything that is yeah. potentially going on there for however long, whatever the case. Two poop pipes bursting. Yep. Right on. The, one on the uh, down there, like in the lower bowl level. Mm-hmm. One in a suite dumping, yeah. just poop dumping on. Mm-hmm. And then now the entire thing crashing down on Jalen. Jalen almost getting hit. Instead, being one of the coolest dudes I've ever yeah. seen in my entire Hey, everybody okay? All right, how you doing? Let's take some photos. And then look, hey, I got to get the fuck out of here, too. Mm-hmm. This seems to be a... And shout out to the Johns that fell yep. and just kind of keeping it cool. Yeah, yeah, actually, let's take... I We deserve a photo. <laughs> Popped up. I mean, yeah. we, we just fell down from a... <laughs> we deserve at least a photo. I love the way that whole thing goes. So I guess the Eagles could get going, mm-hmm. and that's a team that everybody is saying you don't want to see. But let's talk about the other... The reigning Super Bowl champ, shall mm-hmm. we? Yeah. And this was a good transition into this because, you know, at Boston Connor, the New England Patriots is dog walk a non-playoff squad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, took care of business. Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when it's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. On the sidelines. Feels like you guys are all the way back. Congrats. Congrats yeah. to the Patriots. We're back. Well done. Uh, everybody's staring down a potential Patriots-Bills uh, playoff Whoa. match. Uh, wild we card weekend. That would be awesome to oh, yeah. see. Feels like that is a collision course. But Tom Brady is now dealing with something, I think, in week 17 uh, of an 18-week season, first ever of its kind, that he has never had to deal with before. I know there has been situations that have happened off the field in teams that, on teams that Tom Brady has been a part of before. Okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big things. Oh, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Very big things. A lot of gates. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. like, And I understand the drama comes with the NFL. It's hard to win in the NFL. But for that Buccaneers team now to have to be answering questions about what they have to be answering questions about going into the playoffs right now, you would hope and think that this type of shit would not be happening at this time. This is the most important time. Now they got one of their best football players, okay, 
That is that cannot be lost no. in this. Yeah. I was about to say that is getting lost in this thing. It can't be. That has to stop getting lost. The only reason why anything like this could happen is because of how fucking good at football this guy is. Right. Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown, he ran a route yesterday. He ended up seven yards open or something, <laughs> and the guy was right on top of him. Fake the go, stopped on a dime, wide open, completion. How you doing? Keep him moving. Does that against everybody all the time. He had 11 receptions just a week ago, yeah. fresh out of a three-week suspension, and let alone on top of that, and a foot injury or a heel injury two weeks before. They hadn't played for like five, six weeks or whatever. 11 receptions, 100 yards. How you doing? Keep it moving. I'm Antonio Brown. By the way, all the way back. Dropping balls mm -hmm. fresh back in there. That is why a situation could lead to a situation that happened just yesterday in front of the entire world's oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're not a football fan, you see a guy take his pads off on the mm -hmm. sideline throw them down. Okay, even if it's a high school, if it's a high school football <laughs> yeah, game, yeah. you would see something like this. You go, oh, shit. Let alone the Super Bowl champions <laughs> in MetLife Stadium mm -hmm. in New York, New Jersey, where all eyes are on everything that's happening there. Takes his pads off. Fuck you. Okay? Then, oh, I don't, I don't want a shirt. Nope. I don't want this shirt even touching me, was it? Sure. Off. Boom. See you later. Gloves. Ah, fuck these two. See ya. Then where are you headed? Well, I need to get to that tunnel. What's quick sweat to get to? I'm going right across the fucking field. <laughs> mm -hmm. The offense that he was a member of yeah. was on the field mm -hmm. for a third down. If you listen to that video, the, the uh, MC or PA is like, we're about to maybe beat the, the Bucs. This is the Jets. Holy shit. It's third down. You hear like, <laughs> yeah. this is a big fucking down. And Antonio Brown, who was a member of that team, a, me a member of that <laughs> offense that is out there they are in a huddle they are in a huddle <laughs> shirtless yeah. okay and obviously your immediate thoughts are there has to be something up here okay yeah. there has uh -huh. to be something up i have never seen anything like that in my entire life then runs and actually says peace all right i'm fucking out of here dude i'm out high five is a, a buck fan by yep. the way uh -huh. shout thanks for the nice uh, applause mm -hmm. goes out goes into the tunnel Fucking hops in Danny Boy Hustlehard's car. Yeah. Damn right. And then goes around the town. Goes straight to the studio. Goes, right to, goes around town, releases an out, uh, song. I mean, if this was to happen at some, you know, small school, this would garner all attention. The fact that it is the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers with one of the best players on earth, mm -hmm. a guy who caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, a man who lived in Tom Brady's house. The fact that he was brought back to the team was a massive conversation, and Bruce Arians, you know, didn't really necessarily want it at the beginning. And Tom Brady was the reason, like, hey, come on, this guy lived in my house, I'm a big fan, he's turned his life around, we all saw everything kind of crash down. That is happening in week 17. Is incredibly sad, yeah. obviously, but so fucking insane that there is no way anybody could have ever dreamt up a scenario like this. You put it in a football movie, the people go, that would never happen in the NFL. Too ridiculous. Not at the highest level. This is the biggest league on earth. $110 billion media rights. Everything is so dialed in. Nutritionists, everything. Let's be the best football team we could possibly be. In the middle of a drive, two-minute type operation, the, one of your star players just walks it off. See ya. It is absurd to think about. It's insane. And obviously it captivated the world's attention. I have some sources uh, and reports mm -hmm. that might point to why this all potentially happened. Okay. Okay? I did some 
snooping around. Okay. You know? Because when you see something that's so absurd, you have to think to yourself, naturally, if you're a, you know, obviously you have a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Got us. I mean, <laughs> yeah. some of the memes. Dude, I mean, the internet is going to do their thing, yeah. and you have uh-huh. to, okay, unless he's like close family, close friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to at least have a moment where you're like, this is hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What a move. And then to look so content, by the way, while doing, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I made my decision. I made up my mind. <laughs> This is this is best for me. Just <laughs> happy. Just so pumped about it. It's yeah. like holy shit. That man seems content. And then when I hear him and Danny Boy hustle hard's back, he's talking about his Netflix series. Yeah, I right. think mm-hmm. if I heard him right, even though it might have said nephew, but it sort of sounds like Netflix series. You have to have a good chuck chuckle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to. Hey Bizzle. But then as a member of the sports media. Okay. One that has been called into question every single time I have spoke words into microphones. <laughs> sure. I had to do a little snooping around because everybody was obviously not only going to expect us to talk about it because it's the NFL yeah. and not only talk about it because it's a Super Bowl champion, but because it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers in which, you know, we have talked about and know some people in the building. Okay. So here I am having to come into a microphone and I just, I start snooping around. Okay. They give me nothing. Oh. They give me nothing. But a source did present me some information okay. because it was in the in their eyes best wishes of the story or something like that best of the whole thing mm. so there was a lot of people that immediately just thought that Antonio Brown was benched because he had incentives for like a million bucks or something like that. That was automatically the spin. Well, that, that would make a lot of sense, by the way, so I understand why that would be the spin. It would, uh, money, it would involve cash. Uh, it, would, it makes sense on the internet because it's somebody that is an entity fucking over, somebody that is a worker, so it's a good, it w- that would be a very good internet thing. And by the way, one that I would, if it was real, also be like, hey, fuck this team, okay? Mm-hmm. That is something that has happened to players in the past. I don't believe it has ever happened. No, I have seen it happen one time to a guy. It was fascinating how it all ended up happening. He wasn't happy. I think he ended up getting a bonus anyways because of a conversation that happened. But whatever the case, I don't think that type of strategery happens in a lot of places, is what I'm saying. I've heard it happens at other places where they do try to fuck you out of incentives at the end of the year if they could potentially bench you for a half and you don't play 75% of the snaps because if you play 75% of the snaps, you will then get $500,000 bonus and you're not Antonio Brown or you're not Tom Brady. You're a D lineman or an offensive lineman that is just kind of trying to make your way. That is a massive bonus. $500,000 might be double your fucking salary. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it would be double your salary is because you played a lot more Mm -hmm. than they expected you to play. So they bench you for a half or a quarter and it's 74.5% of the snaps. And now it saves the team $500,000. There are stories of that type of shit happening in the NFL. And I believe it has happened in the NFL. But I don't think with a whole nother week in play with another half or whatever, I don't think this would be the case at all. Also, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are Super Bowl champions, a team that people want to go to, you wouldn't want it to get out that you're trying to fuck people over, especially when they're all designing their contracts incentive-based. Basically, their contracts are you play, you win, we pay you. And they do that so they can keep the salary cap lower so that they can continue to acquire and accrue talent. So I don't think that is something the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to be known for around the player community. Now, until Greenberg and Light come out and say, hey, we in BA 
says that is not the case. We will never 100% be sure. But I don't think week 17, with another week to play football, it is because of $1 million that they would have to pay that could potentially fuck their rep with every player. For, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. So that was a big-time mm-hmm. push on the Internet. So I'm not 100% sure if that's the case at all. I think what this all revolves around is the same thing that has kind of happened the entire time AB has existed. I think Antonio Brown, if he feels as if you have wronged him or disrespected him or have not done something for him in a way in which or he deems um, enough, which, by the way, I have respect for that type of mindset, I think it's over between you, between A.B. and that person. We saw it happen in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, it was good, it was good, it was good. We're actually watching videos of Big Ben Roethlisberger from back in the day with Antonio Brown, and they're actually dapping each other up. We're the best in the world. I love you. No, no, no. And then something happened, and boom, it was over. Week 17, he quit. Boom, didn't show up to work. Bang, it's over, and then he's out. Then Oakland, something happened. Boom, he's out. Then he goes to New England. Something happens. He gets in trouble off the field, whatever. He he was in a bad he was doing yeah. some bad shit, yeah. by the mm-hmm. way, then off the field. So there's still something happens, boom, he's out. And then he had this friendship and loyalty with Tom, and Tom's always treated him right. And he goes down there and he and BA said it was a whole new citizen. He was like a whole new person. It seemed as if he had changed. That's why whenever he did the uh he got the fake vax suspension he didn't get suspended but i think what happened during the entire fake uh vaccination situation is antonio brown and this was somebody not directly related to the situation but feels as if they were in a position to speak so i just have to respect their thing antonio brown felt as if he did not get as much respect or backing from the Bucks during the suspension era. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that pissed him off. And they said as soon as he came back after that, it was a completely different relationship between the team and AB. And then you also account for the fact that he was injured. The person didn't know how injured or if he was injured or what the injury was. He had 11 for 100 and some uh, last week. So you would think his injury was okay, but even though maybe I didn't know that. But they think that's where it all kind of maybe went sideways. And then whenever he takes himself out of a game and says he's not going into a game, which is by all reports now at this point, he, it was not that they held him out of the game. It was that he did not want to go back in the game. And then conversations happen between whoever. I don't know who it was. The person didn't tell me exactly who it was. And then there was a boom, a full blow up. And then we saw the tail end of it from at M-M-M-M-Illa. Milla. His viewpoint. Had pretty good tickets to the game, by the way, on the Buccaneer sideline. We saw Mike Evans going up to him to try to, like, calm him down, it appears. By the way, Mike Evans, great fucking teammate, because nobody else was even looking at him, which was interesting to me. That was also interesting to me. Punter, brand new. It's not his job, I guess, to get in there. But, I mean, there was a lot of shit that was happening there. And then we saw, boom, he's out, he's gone, see you later, he's done. And he says, peace out. B.A. comes out and says he's no longer a buck. He, I mean, it's just, he quit on his team in the middle of the game in a public fashion is how I would probably view it if I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer player. But if I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer player, I'd be in there a lot closer to the situation and know if this was maybe something that a lot of people saw brewing, yep. mm-hmm. maybe, or if it was something that was like, 
holy shit, this came out of nowhere. Well, last week after that Panthers game, you referenced it when the reporter asked him, like, hey, wasn't it cool that Bruce Arians kind of came out and defended you? It was on your side in this whole thing, and then he kind of shut that down no and only wanted to talk about the game. Yeah, the media's all drama. You guys spin everything. So I f- it feels like that was kind of a sign, like, oh, AB's either not happy with BA. Yeah, or- this was a different AB. And we yeah. even talked about it on the show. He was telling people he was going to fight him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was doing something that AB had not done in a long time since he had gone to the Bucks, since he'd become this citizen that was being described by BA as like a model. It felt like that was the case. We actually were so pumped for him. I was like yeah. so happy. I was like, man, this dude, because of how good he is at football, was afforded another opportunity after publicly going through some shit. Publicly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bad shit, not good stuff. We're talking court dates, we're talking uh, very serious allegations, yep. we're talking. Penis um, gummies, gummies being yeah. thrown. Right. I mean, there was just a litany of things happening publicly that were like, "Oh, this guy is a fucking bad person." And then all of a sudden, he gets another opportunity because, by the way, because of how good he is at football, he gets another opportunity. Football has saved a lot of people's lives. It seemed like it was going to be saving ABs yet again. Give him purpose. Give him team. Give him mentors. Give him people to surround himself with and maybe want look out for his best interests as opposed to that. And then something happened where it all fucking went sideways. Not going to the building, reports are saying. He wasn't going to work. And then it's just all kind of building up on top of each other. Well, and then especially when Brady says, you know, like, I mean, if if Brady really saw this happening and they're like, they were still, I mean, like the best buds or whatever, like he would have been going over there and probably talking to him. I think at this point, you know, you hate to say it and everyone wants to speculate and everything like AB's an asshole. He is. He only, he only cares about himself. And there might be some stuff that like he obviously might need some help off the field or whatever. But, like, but it feels like we saw him get that help so many times. Exactly. Now. And I think that's why these People guys are like, hey, f- fuck it. Like, be. Because you were so good at football, you got four, five, six chances. This kind of stuff has happened everywhere you've gone, and people have put up with it because you're unbelievable. But it's at a certain point when everyone's trying to, you know, do their best to make sure the best is happening for you, and you don't give a shit in return. It's like, all right, well, fuck this guy. Then he's a he's a cancer. We need to get him out of here. And it's it's one of those things where I I feel terrible about it. I genuinely do. I was a guy that got in trouble and suspended and probably wouldn't have lasted in the NFL if I would have been able to continue to live the way I was living. I mean, it was, I mean, it was great time. Hey, we had great times, Frank. Hey, Frank. We had great times. Great times. Great too many times. of them, some would say. Bad influence. Probably too many great times. <laughs> well, that was kind of. Never have too many. No, you weren't a bad influence because there were good times. So, yeah, you, you know. But I was having too many great times. Too many, too many, too many. And then I almost, I mean, so many great times all over the place. A lot, with of, so great many, a lot of great times. <laughs> I was, uh, I mean, just care, not giving a damn about anything, basically. And then I get in trouble, and you have to have, like, this deep thought with yourself. It's like, am I going to, like, do this, or am I just going to be another person that just kind of goes in there? And you got to have, like, a real commitment, I think, to it. And, and this sounds, like, preachy, but it's real. Like, I... I tried to commit as much. I was like, I would like to be a better person. And by better person, I mean, I don't want to have to be hung over every morning. Everybody sees me. I don't want to have to be, you know, I would like to spend my time doing stuff that's, you know, maybe benefiting other people other than just me in whatever particular club we're in or bar we're in. Like, it's, that's just a thing you got to kind of commit to, I think. So whenever you see something happen like this to somebody who has been given an opportunity that is so unbelievable, the NFL provides, even if you... Even if you hate the game, which some people do, and 
listen, I'm not diving into the whole. Yeah, no, I can't. Who loves the game? Who hates? But even if you hate the game, you have to be very thankful and appreciative for what the money afforded you and allowed you to do. For instance, the NFL allowed me to give a reset, basically, to my family who was potentially in debt, my friends who were potentially in debt. Even though I no longer wanted to kick when the offense failed, I was still very thankful for what the NFL provided, and I was still going to be a fan. Now, even if you're not going to be a fan, you have to at least recognize the opportunity is such a big one. And it was a big one. And for him to potentially squander it here publicly, no, not potentially, definitely squander it here publicly. It's just, you have to feel bad. But at the same time, it's like, man, this is on you. This is fucking on you, dude. Like, what, at what point are you going to finally do the change? Yeah. And speaking of bad influences, I don't think, I don't, I don't see this around the internet enough today. Is there a chance that old, friend Lev Bell came up to him on the sideline and whispered in his ear, hey, you know what would be fucking hilarious if you took off all your pads and shirt and fucking oh. just walked off the field. Yeah, maybe. That might have been what that might have been that might have been the case. It's just it's sad because other people are gonna think that's anywhere near acceptable. Like to do to your team. Oh yeah. You know? And I don't know all the backstory, because he might have been feeling as if and we only have one source that isn't even directly in there that is just kind of reading the the ebbs and flows of this entire thing but publicly on a sunday december 17th or 17th week close game playoff push you're the super bowl you can't fucking do that to your team you can't do that to the guys that you're friends with you can't do that to i mean and he even if he hates the coach like you just you're fucking pissing on everybody when you do something like that it's like are you not proud of the work you guys have put together yes you can still work very hard but there's others fucking working hard as well alongside can you not just have any of that i guess it got to the point where he didn't think so well and that's the problem right like yeah maybe that is how he feels but like it it doesn't matter like you got to grow up like you're in the wrong here you can't you're playing, in the, you're playing yeah. in the nfl you're getting paid to do this like you can't just fucking take your pads off and walk through the field like you just and i mean at this point you know it is it's like hey you've gotten so many chances like we we know who you are so and brady stuck his neck out for him and i just you know I, if it's not brady like i don't think any other team is ever going to bring him in again joining us now is a man who is an nfl no no teams yeah he's no. done he's no, done no, he, from the pit to the palace, though. I yeah. guess he's dropping an album or whatever. Hope yeah. he does well. Antonio Brown has made enough money to succeed, by by the way. Antonio Brown will probably be able to succeed in numerous different things going forward if he wants to. But it is a bummer that we will, pro- we will never see him again in the NFL. Joining us now, he a man who works for the NFL, senior insider for the NFL and NFL.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Rap sheet, what's going on, man? We're just going through the entire situation. It's sad because we're seeing somebody who's incredibly talented just kind of squander an entire opportunity for the rest of his life. But also, we understand he'll probably have success. It's just, how the fuck does this happen? How does this happen in Week 17 on a Super Bowl champion team? So many different things. Uh, And you're right. Like, I heard you guys right before I came on talk about, you know, is he going to get another shot? I mean, it's... I guess anything's possible. I didn't foresee this shot happening, um, but it is really, really hard to imagine that he plays again in the NFL. Again, I would never rule anything out because the world is crazy, but it is hard to imagine because every, I, I was thinking about this today, every place he's gone has basically ended in some form of this, right? I mean, it was the Steelers ended like this. Um, it was the Raiders. It was 
the Patriots ended in a little bit of a different way, but it will them telling him, you know, we're cutting you, go away. And then this one in very, very public fashion. I mean, this probably was more similar to his Raiders and Steelers exit than it was to his Patriots exit because I know he wanted to stay there. But this was as dramatic a, you know, screw it, I'm out of here as I can remember. Um, but there's a lot of different layers to it. I, I know Bruce Arians just talked to reporters and um, kind of addressed it and really says, I hope, you know, from Arians, I hope he gets the help he needs. Um, it, you know, if he does need help in a mental situation, I hope he gets it as well. But there's so much here. Yeah, and from what I heard from my sources, um, this all kind of stemmed from when the suspension happened afterwards, very different relationship between A.B. and the Buccaneers. Is that what your uh, sources are telling you, Ian Rappaport? Yes. Uh, I started to hear probably two weeks ago that things were not right, which, I mean, the guy's suspended and he lied to his team. So, like, it's not a total surprise that the relationship is not in a good place. But I started to hear about two weeks ago that something was wrong. And I know there was frustration with how long he was taking to get back, how focused he was on his rehab. Because remember, he was dealing with the whole, am I going to be suspended? He had talked to the NFL. That took a lot of attention away from the field. And so while he was rehabbing, it took way longer than they anticipated. And I know there was some questions about like how hard he actually rehabbed and how focused, just focused on football he was, which you watch what happened on the field Sunday. Like I think that's pretty fair. Um, and then he eventually gets back, but then he has a setback and doesn't practice Thursday and Friday. And there was, as Arians alluded to, a what was the setback? The what was the setback? The setback was from the injury or from the relationship? The setback was from the injury, so he didn't practice Thursday, Friday, mm. and he didn't think his ankle was good enough to play. And then he ends up, you know, looked great on the field pregame, looked like it was good, but he didn't feel like it was good. And so they forced him to play. What's that? So they forced him to play? I, see, I don't, I don't think an NFL team forces anyone to. Yeah, play. you can't is what I'm trying to lead you to, Ian. Like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> fact, I no, can't, yeah, I don't know how that would happen. You know, that, that. Any, any, I mean, as you know, any return to play situation is basically an agreement between the player slash player agent, the coach, and the medical people. It's all three of them. So nobody forced him to do anything. But... From what I understand, talking to people close to him, he had some doubts during the game that his ankle was good enough to go. Uh, Bruce Arians says he didn't say that to anyone. Bruce Arians is an honorable man. Uh, I've known him for a long time. I'll take him at his word there. But I know that Antonio Brown did not believe his ankle was good enough. And when he said, I'm not going in, that was that. And that is why Bruce Arians ejected him from the sideline. So then from A.B.'s side, you could see why he would get so furious. Now, you have to do it in a much different fashion. We are adults. But you could see yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no excuse to do any of that. No, right? yeah, yeah. We are, yeah, that is not, you can't do that. I mean, you can, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. You can do that entire thing. But, uh, I, I mean, if you're in the moment, I could see how you could just lose. Like, you're an adult, though. Hey, you're a fucking adult. You're in the NFL. Figure it out. But you could see if they were trying to force him back in, which Arian said didn't happen. And, I mean, it, it, ah, that's interesting. This is all very, very interesting. A situation that I assume we won't talk about ever again, right, after today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what follows this. If Antonio Brown really does believe that his ankle was so bad that he couldn't play, wonder if something is coming, perhaps a grievance, 
he's going to take this to the next level. He was going to get people talk about his incentives as if the team was trying to prevent. Like the team wanted him to play. Like he was getting his incentives. I don't think that was. He was getting them. It was, yeah. it was close. That well, was, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't want to be known as a team that's fucking over their players either. For instance, like, and they also weren't. Yeah, like they, they knew he was going to get his incentives, and he was about to. Okay, so let's move on then. Let's talk about uh, yesterday. Any big time uh, injuries or any updates to the COVID protocols that we need to know because of a Sunday night football game that saw Sean Mannion? Sean Mannion. No offense, Sean Mannion. Hey, good no guy. Man. Great guy. Sean Mannion's a good guy. 90 mile an hour fast, bro. Threw his first career touchdown last night. Congrats, Sean. It was great. We're happy for Sean. I cannot believe they took time in the broadcast to be like, this guy's like an eight-year pro. Like, congratulations, Sean. You threw your first touchdown. <laughs> yeah, was awesome. I was like, oh, no. Like, don't bring that up. You think that's a little so – uh, you think they uh, that was a little bit of a dunk on him? I think it was a big deal. A moment I'll never forget. In Lambo, In Lambo, I think they meant it. I think they meant it very nicely. But as soon as they started saying it, I was cringing like I was watching an episode of uh, Succession or something. So is there anything that's going to change? No, just protocols going to remain the way they are. If uh, people are reporting their symptoms on Thursday, they're obviously going to miss games on Sunday and Saturday. That's just how the NFL is kind of feeling about it. I, I, I think that's I think that's the way it's going to be. I mean, you know, one more week of the regular season, so it's not going to be a ton of it. And you know, we'll be interested to see. Like, if you're on a playoff team, you know, you hope for the self, for the safety of everyone. You hope that everybody reports symptoms. But I, you know, it would be. Be interested to see if that is the case as teams gear up for the playoffs. And then, you know, for players on bad teams, how many symptoms do they report during mm. this week? I mean, so many so many people seem to have it. It's just interesting to follow. Um, but, yeah, no changes to the protocol, and I think we're probably going to be good for the rest of the season, but I've thought that before. There's 50. How many did you just say? We have 50,000. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's your family? Hey, 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 hey. That's a lot of people, Ian. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the NFL Network, where Ian resides, gets 12.6 million people to watch a football game. Holy that shit. That is insane. The ratings are absurd. And that's because of you, Ian. Hey. Yeah. hey. That's you. That's you. That's you. Hey. I am on some of the pregame shows, and maybe that helps. Well, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody knows well. who. You're a needle mover. Yeah. You can't spell comedian without Boom. Uh, why didn't we see you report this? I appreciate the shout-out for the Bohorquez coming back and the punter tweet. Uh, there is a man fresh off the COVID list, a man I haven't introduced yes, uh, yet, but I think it does deserve at least a tweet from you. This man beat COVID, ladies and gentlemen, Boston called him. I was waiting to introduce you, but we only have a two-shot, so everybody saw you. I was waiting for the end because I was going to question why he didn't tweet about you yeah. beating COVID. But then kind of yeah. messed up. It's What's two of you. Yeah. All right. What? No, that's off, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, dude. Can, I yeah. say, can I say, and I know we like joke around a lot. Um, what? Congratulations. <laughs> it, is, it is quite... That's an accomplishment. Thank, thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's about time. Go ahead. Yeah, Rap Sheet. Uh, Derek Henry, is he coming back <laughs> next week? Possibly the week after. But if they also have the bye, he might not be back to the divisional round. What's his status looking like? I mean, the Titans being in position to have a bye was, I would say, not something I was expecting. It's, they have done an unbelievable job. I mean, lo- losing one of the best players in football and still beating down the Dolphins. I mean, that is, you know, they, they've done a really nice job. Um, I, I would expect Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. 
what's going to be interesting is when does he practice? Like theoretically, what they could do is uh, activate him this week, go out to practice. You know, you have three weeks. So if you activate him this week, you have the next week, then you could just officially do it uh, for the following week and, and take him off IR and good to go. So, you know, does he practice this week is a question. I think there's a possibility because there's really not a lot of downside. But as you know, like a guy who's coming off an injury has to rehab very hard. A lot of times those guys are in really, really good hard. shape. Mm-hmm. No wear and tear from the season. So we may get Derrick Henry at like his absolute best yeah. for maybe the number one team in the AFC. That's pretty legit. Yeah, and remember those absurd workouts he was doing? Uh, the uh-huh. Tannehill yeah. rubber band <laughs> yep. push-up shit. Yep. He's an absolute stud. If he is in the best shape, and you're 100% right, I've had to do numerous knee surgery rehabs, and I feel like it was the best thing for me because I was on such a protocol for both of my legs, basically, during the offseason. You come back all the way better than ever. Hopefully that happens for Derrick Henry. What do you... uh, I'm going to let Tone ask this question. It's a big night tonight, Ian. Uh Go ahead, Tone, please. My question's actually not about that. Oh, well, then let me get to this. What are you hearing about tonight? This is Big Ben's last ride at Heinz, Ian. Is he going to be all the way? How are the boys feeling? There ain't no way the Pittsburgh Steelers lose tonight with Ben, Brett Michaels, and all the boys back in town, right? Ben's coming out with his bad hip. I love yous. I love yous. I love yous. I love yous. Dude, there's no way. It's going to be emotional. I mean... Did, did you see the the tweet where someone posted a picture of that and there was the sticker in front of the THAN? I didn't like that did you one. See that? that was a shitty it's tweet. It's pretty good. I <laughs> I, mean, I was about to go on air in. Sunday morning and I, I was. was almost uncontrollable okay. laughing. Um, what was so it? I appreciate it. What was it? There was like an, hey, inside jokes are fun. There yeah. was like a an ad for fucking uh, Ross Park Mall or something like that over the THANN <laughs> in the thank you Ben on the. Uh, so it looked like it said, fuck you, Ben. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, so it's, really, it's really my kind of humor. Um, Great. No, but well, this show looks is... for other styles. Let's go, please. <laughs> no, Come on. One thing, one, I will say this. Like, yeah. One thing that I have learned in my illustrious time doing this is all of these factors are like very real. Yes. Right? Like home crowd, emotion, you know, are they going to do something on the Jumbotron, a retrospective, like a thank you, you know, thank you, Ben. Like, thank everyone you, ben. is going to be Love feeling you, I can't pretend that it doesn't affect all of the other people on the team. So, like, I would expect a really good performance. And the Steelers aren't out of it. They it's a long shot, but they're not out of it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would think tonight is going to be... I think tonight's going to be pretty good for Pittsburgh. I think so. Brett's in the house. Yeah, Brett Michael's singing the national anthem. Go ahead, Tug. Uh Ian, pretty big game this weekend. Niners, Rams. Uh, is there any chance Jimmy G's back for that one? So this is an interesting one because I reported pregame on Sunday that he is expected to need surgery after the season. He's got a torn ligament in his thumb. It's really not a surprise. The ligament ripped a piece of the bone off, uh-huh. uh, which I think is called an avulsion, but uh, it could be something else. Good word. Um, and it's a pretty serious injury, and he's having trouble gripping the football either through very, very little last week or not at all. Um, so for me, judging by the injury, the same injury that Drew Brees had when he needed surgery and had needed six weeks of recovery, um, you know, at some point he needs surgery. Now, some, some reporters uh, believe, based on their sources, that he has a chance to be back this week. 
the people I've spoken with paint a different picture and believe it is a long shot. Oh, um, oh. I would say for me, yeah. like I will trust the people I've spoken with, but Jimmy G wants to play very, very, very badly. And I think he is pissed off that people don't think that people think he gets injured and think he doesn't play through injury and he wants to play through this. So if he can somehow go, I think he'll try to go. But the other part of me is like, you have a young rookie, look pretty good. If Jimmy G is at 75%, like, is that kind of what you want anyway? You know? I don't know. Oh. So it's a source off in that entire thing. I can't <laughs> wait to see if you're right. Yeah, source La- off. Yeah, we'll last see. question here, because uh, we know you got to go get on TV and probably break some news. Literally immediately following here. Should I ask about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Do you know anything there? Sure. No. You do, you, do you know anything? Or should I ask you about something ask. else that you know stuff about? Okay. Uh, I know about everything. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I would say uh, Russell Seattle. Russell Seattle. Hunters. Russell Seattle. Russell Seattle. How's that going to end? You, not good, right? He's gone. I don't know if he's gone, but it feels like judging the landscape of things, talking to the people. Like last year, it was like you remember the Bears came to him. They made a big offer. Yeah, North Dakota. Right, North and then Dakota. at the end, okay. Pete Carroll goes, "Yeah, no. Like just okay. he's got final say. Did not want to rebuild. Russell's my guy. No." No. It doesn't quite feel like that. Just feel to me this year. It feels like something has to happen. Pete Carroll says, and hey, Russ, good I to see you. <laughs> so That's he, it. So he did? Yeah, right there. So this is all because Pete Carroll says he's done with Russ? <laughs> no. Um, That's wow. what it sounded like. I mean, wow. we just did a demonstration. Yeah. Right, what are we supposed I think, to do? I think Pete Carroll would like to re-up again because he's, you know, he's 71 years old. He doesn't want to rebuild. I just wonder, like, <laughs> Russell Wilson bringing up himself. Remember last week he said, well, you know, who knows? This We talked about Ben's last home game. This yeah. could be my home game. That was the first time I was kind of like, okay, like, clearly he's thinking that it actually may be. And then it's like, does Pete leave and retire? I don't think he gets fired, but you should never know. Does Russ say, all right, now it's been my time, you know, look at a trade? Like, I feel like something has to happen there to break it. I just don't know how it's actually going to end. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Ian. Uh, Sirianni and the boys in the playoffs. Bengals, obviously, win the AFC North. Congrats to them. We'll get to that with you hopefully later in the week. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck on NFL Network, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Always just so much fun. I think it's breaking news, though. You said Pete Carroll said, Russ, it's different this year. Get the fuck out of there. All right. Thank you, ladies. Uh so sorry to interrupt but i want to let you know that if you're not gambling with fanduel you're wrong okay fanduel sportsbook is available in uh seven states i believe at this point uh six seven eight you get it if you're not gambling with fanduel sportsbook though you're completely wrong and if we're not in your state yet we are coming to your state we have better odds we have a much easier to use app the convenience is next level the People at Fandle actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. Fandle Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it. Nah. 
Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. The number one seed, the home field advantage through all the playoffs of the NFC Green Bay Packer shareholder at Boston Connor, diehard mass hole, COVID survivor, yeah. and Patriot fan. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Add to the resume. Hopefully the Colts will take the blueprint of what Bill did to the Jacksonville Jaguars and just do the absolute same thing. Impossible because Bill will never pay a quarterback $27 million when he's you know throwing picks and losing games. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. Also I'm sorry. here, one half of the hammer, Dan Cowboys, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan who, you know, the allergies were a little, oh, yeah. a little wild earlier this morning as oh. all the reminiscing was going on because tonight in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Heinz Field, Big Ben Roethlisberger takes his last ride as a Pittsburgh Steeler in Pittsburgh. Tone Diggs, how are the emotions, cuz? How is the composure, or how have you been able to get through this show without breaking all the way down? Uh, As the day goes on, I'm starting to get more of that nervous anxiety excitement type of feeling you know how you know what i'm talking about yeah sure i mean heinz is gonna be fucking electric ben the steelers actually have won 19 straight monday night football games ben is 25 2 and 1 in the regular season against the browns whoa 13 and 0 i believe at home against the browns so like let's cap off this fucking beautiful career at home in Hines against the Browns, who did not make the playoffs, even though they were supposed to win the Super Bowl. I just think that that would be the perfect cap to his career at Hines. And then, you know what? Icing on the top, knock the Ravens out of the playoffs next week. Oh, mama, I did fear for my life from the law, arm of the law. What is Brett Michaels going to do tonight? He's not oh, going to be there. Man. Brett Michaels is yeah, making is. an appearance tonight. Yeah, Are you is. kidding me? He's definitely in there. I come Here down and like those curtains. Big ben. Here we go. Here we go, Big Ben. Here we go. Brett Michaels ain't going to let Ben take his final ride alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who joins us every Monday through Friday from an attic in Ohio. A college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, Ryder Cup champion, and COVID survivor, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J. What do you think Brett Michaels is doing tonight, A.J.? Well, I, uh, I connected about five minutes ago, so I actually was hoping I could just kind of hang out and watch the show as a fan and, and let, see how deep you could go into the Brett Michaels uh, conspiracies for tonight. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had been on this entire time, although Zito probably told me we were so balls deep in the conversation about Big Ben's last ride in Heinz Field. I think this is a real thing. Don't you think, AJ? I think this is a real thing. I think this is going to be a great Steelers performance tonight. Maybe Ben's a little, you know, gun shy early. Yep. Maybe it's a little tight. Maybe it's a little tight. But then once he gets going, there's going to be all the vintage Roethlisberger tonight. We're going to see him, you know, you know, scrambling. <laughs> We're going to see him moving. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see him doing everything tonight. I'm excited for it. This is going to be like a, uh, a recap video of a man's career. I assume that is actually going to be the case. Uh, I mean... I, that sounds great. Like, if this was a, a movie that we're watching that maybe Kevin James is playing the head coach of the other team, possibly this could happen. But not uh, – I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but that's not guarantee. Like, you're acting like this is a 100% guarantee. Ben's going to be making all kind of Ben plays. Yeah, yeah. Steelers are going to roll. Yeah. Miles Garrett's, what, not going to play? Is he just going to take well, a knee? Like, what are you going to do? Do you not know Ben? 
at all. Yeah. Come on. He's unbelievable. He's amazing. I hope no. that happens. I no, hope but also Ben's going Ben to yeah. tonight. Uh-huh. This, is, this is Ben's going to get his shots up tonight. What are you even talking about? There's going to be a lot of shots. Are the rest of the boys ready to rally around him, though? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me, Tom Diggs? Okay. Sources are telling me the boys are fired up and ready to go. Now, on the <laughs> other side, now that the Browns are out of the playoffs after yesterday, do they are they come out a little lackadaisical, or are they also fired up because they don't want Ben's last ride to be all over them? Hey, in your epitaph, you know, you're born here, you die here, then there's that dash in there. Mm-hmm. For every Cleveland Browns player, I'm sure they don't want it to be in there that they fucking were the losers in Big Ben's last game. No, they don't like give a fuck. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> I don't think any of them. That, that old Browns team, I think they're just <laughs> trying to put out good film right now, right? I assume that's what they're all doing right now. Yeah, they want to go out there and, and play well and try to win a football game. I don't think they're too worried about, hey, we don't want to be on the team that Ben Roethlisberger beat in his not his last regular season game, but his last home game he played mm-hmm. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree. And it's also Cleveland-Pittsburgh. It's always going to get chippy. Let's just assume uh-huh. that. Let alone when Brett Michaels is out there riding around with a bunch of Huskies. You yep. know what I mean? Of course. And, and he's in the back of one of those snow sleds. Yeah. I mean, look out for Ben, ben Michaels. Ben Roethlisberger hand the ball off to Brett Michaels in the fourth quarter. Ooh. <laughs> get Brett in. Have you ever seen – I mean <laughs> – I had no idea that Brett was. Brett's this. in his fifties, I think. So, hey, Ben's last game—it's probably the last opportunity Brett Michaels is going to touch a ball in an NFL game. Yeah, right. I think there's a chance Brett mentions that. You say like Brett was going to run out with him at the tunnel. You think Brett taps him right before they run? He's like, "Hey, Ben, try to get me in the fourth. I got some. I still got a few good carries left in me." I got uh-huh. Chris Angel's football pads on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Fresh yesterday. Legs. Let's talk about yesterday. Um, Aaron Rodgers, that Green Bay Packers squad, put on a clinic. Now the entire NFC has to run and go through Lambeau. This feels, and Ty let off with this, and he's 100% right, this team feels different than last year, certainly different than two years ago when they still made the NFC Championship, and they were nowhere near as together of a group on the same page. This team legitimately feels... Like last night watching, it was like, oh, this is a team that's going to go. This feels like a team that's going to go. They're different. Something's different. Like, they feel different. Like, what... Being led by Aaron and everyone, yeah, seems to be on the same page. But that's what also worries me a little bit. Yeah, it's set up oh. so perfectly for us. Oh, Aaron can rest his toe. We can do all this. Like they're in a pretty damn good rhythm right now, man. I don't. Sometimes I don't like sitting out. Yeah, the last the thing I thought of was the a couple years ago, the year after they won the Super Bowl, they went fifteen and one. Same situation, I think. Sat a lot of guys and then had that uh, wild card weekend game off. Guys didn't play two weeks and they were just, you know, it, they had so much momentum and it kind of just got upended because they did get the two weeks off. So that does worry you a little bit. Like they're playing so well right now, but they also have all the, they have three pro bowlers that they could potentially get back. Like that certainly doesn't hurt, you know, and Rogers hasn't been practicing that much because of his toe. So I'm kind of trying to like talk myself out of that being a worry, but it's, I mean, I think that's real. AJ, you just, you're a guy that is noted hate by week though, too. You didn't like the getting out of the schedule, the routine for a week, especially if you're in a rhythm or a flow. I, do you think the bye week coming for the wild card weekend do you think that is a detriment to teams in your eyes? This has been a conversation piece for a long time, especially because a lot of teams get hot and they go, and you can potentially get buzzsawed if you're waiting on the other side. The team that I was on that went all the way to the Super Bowl, we were off that first week. We came back. We won. We moved. We get, we, it worked out accordingly, and we rested the last two games of the season. Then we were off. 
Then we, you know, and I'm not saying we as because I was there, I guess, but I'm talking about how everybody else performed, not myself. But it was, it did feel like it wasn't a big deal. But that is at least a conversation that has had every single year, it feels like. I mean, it has to be. If you have been rolling for this long and then all of a sudden you have like this extended period without a game. But the good thing with Green Bay, though, like it's actually going to help them. It's going to help Aaron's toe. It's going to help all the rest of the guys that are banged up. Maybe some of the guys that are have been out, they can get back in the lineup. So when you have Aaron, no, it's not as a big a worry. But I'm saying if there was something to worry about, that's all I'm thinking. Like, hey, these guys look really, really good right now, especially offense, defense. Like how Aaron's rolling just looks – it looks so natural and fun and easy. I hope they come out and they, they're, you know, they hit the ground running whenever they do get back on the field. Now the Vikings stink. Right. Okay. And you knew yeah. that they weren't going to be able to really score last night, probably. Yeah, so sorry, Sean Mannion does not deserve the amount of burials he's got. But it looked like a performance <laughs> last night by Aaron. <laughs> the throws, there was these back shoulder throws that were just absurd. The Lazard catches, it just felt like they were literally doing whatever they wanted, however they wanted. Obviously, it starts slow. They get a couple third downs that they don't convert late after long drives. But then once they got, it was 20 nothing as we're going into half. Nobody's thinking, oh, this team is not doing well, even though it seems like they're not doing it all. It just feels like they are in quite a rhythm. You would just hope somehow that wouldn't happen. But they're a bunch of veteran-led guys. I guess that isn't something you should even think about. And I saw a couple people say, like, the biggest or one of the biggest differences is, like, A.J. Dillon was on the team last year, but he didn't really play in the playoffs. Like, you can see late in games when it's cold like that. Like, he's getting seven yards of carry. Like, he's never going down on first contact. Like, he... He's the kind of guy like you can you can put teams away with him. And hey, he's hey. catching on the backfield too. Hey, it's a little thunder lightning, huh? Yeah. Hey, mm. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, don't get caught in the storm. You know what I mean? Because one's coming, Paul. One's coming, ha ha. You know what I mean? And it, it is who would want to tackle AJ Dillon in Lambeau oh, oh. throughout the rest of the run here. It's only going to get colder in Wisconsin, even though Bia Bia, 82-year-old lady, has been there since every game since 1957 or (laughs) something like that, says, uh, yeah, you just got to stand. That's the only thing. You got to get louder or whatever. She lives her best life out there, it looks like. She was just chilling. Oh, yeah. Just fucking chilling. Thank you, B. No caption needed, (laughs) I said. Let me just post this thing. No caption needed at all. This is fucking Bia, dude. She handles business at Lambeau. You come watch a game at Lambeau Field, you come thank Bia. She built the fucking place. Thank oh, you, yeah. Bia. Thank you, Bia. Bia, Bia. She's awesome. <laughs> but ain't nobody going to want to tackle A.J. Dillon, you know? And Aaron Rodgers has such an advantage thrown up there. You would think, unlike what happened with Tampa last year in the NFC Championship, this does lend quite an advantage going forward. Home field at some places. Yes, I guess it could be. But Lambo being its own thing, Without cold and the reaction, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's it's real home field advantage. Although NFL records this year and last year, um, interesting stats. Last year was the first year since the Super Bowl era or something like that, where the home record was under 500. Yeah, for, is uh, since 1968 that home teams had a losing record. COVID, obviously, yeah, right? COVID happens. 2021, 113, 110, and 1. Is this right? This was on Sunday Night Football, right? Yeah. I just assume home teams win a lot more than they don't. Yeah, me too. Apparently not. (laughs) Stat that. What is that? that? Stat that. This was on Sunday Night Football last night. I I know. I'm saying, why is this? Does anyone have any theories? 2020 is COVID, right? Yeah. 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 So this one didn't matter. 
I guess traveling is something that you have to think about, but COVID was such an inconvenience for everything. Travel just added on there. 2021, only three games ahead. I didn't expect that. I thought that'd be much different. Is travel just so much better than what it used to be back in the, like... Oh, yeah. AJ, you guys used to get on trains and shit, and then, yeah, that's you right. know what I mean, have to travel through there. Yeah, we'd ride bikes sometimes to short oh, games. Yeah. yeah. How, well, you guys do have to practice still. I know a little throwback yeah. over here mm-hmm. in Lambo, but I didn't expect that, but I think in Lambo, real thing. Yeah. Especially with Aaron there, where he's orchestrating the entire place. Congrats to the Packers. Too. Yeah, Speaking of traveling, and then this will lead into a big story, did you see that Sean Murphy bunting and... Uh, I forget who else. One other player. They had, they were battling with COVID all week for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they had assigned them a private plane to fly up because they were testing out of the protocol or they had the five-day protocol to fly up during the game. They get to the FBO, probably the same one that we used to go to. Very nice. Yeah. They get to the FBO, um, which is basically the private plane place, uh, airport, to fly out. Pilot has COVID when he gets there. So or, or one of the pilots, uh, when he or she gets there, one of the pilots had COVID. So they had to replace Took two hours to get a replacement pilot. So they were flying up to Teterboro from Tampa on a private plane, hoping to land and go right onto the field, basically, with how the time ended up being. Teterboro is right where their landing is right next to MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. so it was pretty perfect setup there. Does anybody know, did they make the game? Because nobody knows anything about that game other than Antonio Brown <laughs> yeah. left. Antonio Brown left. That, that Jets team almost got one of the biggest wins in the history of the fucking Jets, knocking off Tom Brady, who had dunked on them their entire existence basically the last 20 years as you're going into the playoff time of year Super Bowl champions Bob Sala Zach Wilson trying to hang their hat on something going into the offseason it was going to be yesterday hey we took the Super Bowl champions and we fucking beat them now they'll say we took them to the deep end we got to fix some things to get this whole win and Tom is able to get a dub and that team you know what they're a reality TV show at this point what is up with the Buccaneers there is no way this should be happening in a team that's going to win a Super Bowl I, I just don't see how this much shit can inevitably lead to success in the end in a league that is success is defined by the thinnest of margins, AJ. Yeah, that game yesterday was weird. What do you think with the um, Zach Wilson, him, the sneak, sneaking on fourth and two? What would you have done? What's that, pal? When, at the end, when Zito Wilson was went- telling me, Sean Murphy bunting two tackles, fresh off the plane, there we go. right onto the field. Oh, Sean. Fucking proud of him. There you go. Let's go, Sean. What I was saying was uh, the uh, when Zach Wilson goes for it, fourth and two, a little over two minutes, no timeouts left for Tampa. When he oh, went for it, didn't get it. I knew Tom. I was like, all right, Tom has no timeouts, but he made it look so easy how they went down and scored. Well, and that's exactly why they Zach wanted to go for it, right? That's why they was Bob and them wanted to go for it is because what was inevitably going to happen right there if you don't. Yeah. Yep. Right, but was QB sneak? Is that the right call on fourth and two? Oh Jesus! Probably not. I'm not getting yeah, into definitely that. Definitely not. I'm not. Yeah. Hey, did they it's get the it? Long, did they get they it? Got it. Hey, that's one of the things. Hey, if they get it, you're a genius. Hey, we just took them down. Yeah. Did they get it? No. no. Fucking terrible play call. Of course. Figure it out. Be better. Let's talk about Antonio Brown now. Okay, AJ. I talked to Ian Rappaport earlier. He has sources in Antonio Brown's camp. He said that this morning on Good Morning Football, he he talked about. The injury and his ankle and all this stuff they're reporting inside, which is interesting to think about it because he just had 11 and 100 and some. And I think the drive before, a couple drives before, he has this incredible stop route basically where he just leaves somebody in the dust, which is what Antonio Brown does, which is why 
we have gotten to this point where he's gotten so many opportunities to change his life, and it appears as if this last one was a great success story. My sources have told me that ever since the fake Vax card suspension thing, something had gone astray between the Bucks and Antonio Brown. It was evident. It was obvious. He goes for 11-110 last week. Then there's some shit with the media afterwards, and then now we're hearing that he actually did not want to go onto the field. B.A. and them wanted him on the field. He did not want to, refused to go back into the game. Then there were some conversations that happened. Boom, all hell breaks loose to the video that we saw from Milla at MMMMILLA from the angle he had where Mike Evans is trying to stop him. Antonio Brown says, nah, dog, takes his pads off, fucking hucks him, takes his shirt off, see you, both clubs, get out of here. John, hey, how we doing, crowd? How we doing, crowd? Oh. Looks healthy then. That's what a lot of people are judging upon because we don't know if he was hurt or if he wasn't hurt. Pump the crowd up. They're going crazy. Not because it's a third down, but because they're watching something that has never happened before in anybody's <laughs> lives in the NFL. And they're going to peace out, smile. <laughs> I'm out of here. See you later. So when that all happens, AJ, just your thoughts on the whole situation. And I, I don't think any of us will ever know publicly what 100% happened in there. But I do know the outcome is something we will fucking talk about forever. Well, I, I think it's a, it's a, we're pretty confident that this wasn't just something that popped up all of a sudden this game. Like, it, this, this was building up for whatever reason. And I know what you said before. I, I mean, that does – that seems to make sense. Like, if he – once he came back from being hurt in the suspension, if he felt like he was being slighted by them, he has an issue with B.A. in the front office, whoever it may be. Yeah, I can see how this happens. And when, that, when I saw this happen on the TV, it was actually on mute. When it happened, I'm like, oh, oh, A.B. just running across the field with his shirt off. Oh, get, oh okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, they're still in the field. And now I was like, oh. And I wasn't, like, shocked. I wasn't – I didn't lose my mind. I'm like, man, that sucks. Like, I felt bad for him and what's going on. I wanted to learn why and how yes. this happened. But, man, what a – trying to explain that to my kids, too, exactly what he was doing. Yeah. That was a great moment for me trying to be a good parent. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Axel. It appears as if something went wrong for Antonio Brown here. And <laughs> yeah. He is jogging off. They asked me, like, the good fault. They're like, well, has anything like this happened before? And I was like, no, but he's had issues with other teams. You know, like, I, we got to – we don't know exactly what's going on, so we got a feel for the guy. Players have punched each other on the same team. Coaches have done that. We've never seen not this. Not the Giants. Not this. No, well, no, that's because no they way. don't have a clown show organization. That's right. Three for negative 10 yards. Guys are calling to get back. They're doing push ups Rex, full Rex, pass. I saw it today, and Rex said, This guy is tough to like. That's what Rex said. Classic. But let's get back to the Antonio Brown situation. Wrap it up here. You, you have to laugh immediately upon it happening you know unless you're his close family and friends i don't have a personal relationship with him i feel like he and i chatted before every game we got along i feel like that's the case but he's not like one of my friends or family so as it's happening it's not an immediate oh no 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 which there are guys where that would happen where i would immediately so i did laugh immediately like everybody else holy shit what is this but then you immediately have to think about the other side of the coin where it's like man we're watching this guy fuck it all up again you know, he's fucking it all up again. Even if he is distraught or distressed or pissed off, you can do it in a much different fashion than telling everybody to go fuck yourself. And not just everybody at Tampa. He's telling the entire NFL to go fuck themselves, too, because nobody can hire him now. He's, he's unhirable. He's unemployable right now. And that is yeah. just, it's a, it's a shame to think about in that fashion. But on the flip side, it's like, you're an adult, dude. Fucking figure it out. You got to figure yourself out. Figure out your situation with your team. If you feel slighted, go talk to him. You know? Yeah. 
Hey, fuck off. Man to man. Fuck off. What is this about? Why is that? Why don't you have that conversation? Now, we don't know the ins and outs or all of it. I'm sure I could ask some people in here if that happened or not. We don't know if they tried to settle this behind the scenes before we saw this entire blow up. I guess that'll be a, a report that Ian Rappaport will probably put out immediately following an appearance on this show. But goddamn, week 17 in the playoff push. This is January football. This is January football for the reigning Super Bowl team. They still get a win somehow, but God, wow, that's insane. That can't be happening. And even if AB files a grievance with the NFL, like Rabchi kind of alluded to, like he just got suspended by the NFL. They legitimately, I feel like, will basically turn the other way. Like, okay, AB, if you want to file a grievance because you threw your pads and made your team kind of look terrible, sure, have fun, dude. We're obviously just going to deny it. They're not going to back whatever he is uh, alleging that the Tampa Bay Bucks staff might have done either. Yeah, and BA's already coming out and saying yeah. he didn't say anything about his ankle. I legitimately think he doesn't care. He keeps making these comments, and he said them before, and now he's starting to make them again. I think one was on his Instagram post about being more than a football player and not being defined by football, and that's fine, and we know that about people. We know there's life outside and after football, but, man, you got these chances, chance after chance. Platform, a hell of a platform to utilize yep, for yeah. whatever the super gremlin wants to do. Was built from football. Dropped a heater yesterday. Yeah, yeah from the pit to the palace, dude. Yeah, Him and Danny, or Danny boy uh, hustle hard. Yeah. How did Tomlin do it? Yeah, see, and is this the way it's always been? Is this come after the hit that happened with Vontez Perfect? A lot of people pointed to. You know, all, all the, there's so much that plays into it. One of the greatest football players of all time, though. One of the greatest football players He's of all time. And a huge loss to the Bucks offense. Like, yeah. He is a very yeah. productive dude that Tom Brady has a great like rapport with on the field. Especially with Godwin gone. Yeah. yeah. He lost Godwin. Godwin being gone is uh, is no Anyways, let's move along. We we uh, we talked about that. We talked about the Packers. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, AJ. Now, I think you bet against them. You picked the Chiefs. I did pick the Bengals, you know, because that is – Did you really? That, yes. Yes, oh. I did. What, was our, what, what is our records? Uh, we tied, I think, eight, six, and one. Dirty uh, puked in his car this morning on his way to work, so he reported his symptoms and mm-hmm. went back home. And, yep. and Dirty, Smart. hey, we miss you, Dirty. Thank, Thank you, you for self-reporting. Thank you, Dirty. Thank you, Dirty. Uh, we hope he's back soon. We don't know if it's COVID, by the way. We have no idea if it's COVID. No, no. He, he ah, hope he's okay, Dirty. Like, puking, puking's not a big side effect from COVID, is it? Could be. No, it I mean, I, you I don't know COVID, dude. Was for a bit. Yeah, right. yeah. What's that? That's Mid-tube, right. Oh yeah, oh, but he was okay. also blacked out drunk, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Boozed up. Yeah, so, yeah couldn't so. taste, so he just chugged. So we don't know if it was the COVID or the booze, but he did definitely have COVID and puke at the same time. So, right. Oh, the Florona, maybe. Oh, oh well, shit! Don't be. do that. Don't be. It's not an Indy. That is not the Florona. It's possible. My, 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 my Florona. It's the flu and the Rona, and they come together to ruin all our lives. But my Florona, it is something that maybe got dirty, sick, and he's puking in his car, and he's hot, and he's going, my, my, my Florona. But Dirty's not here, so I didn't know we had that graphic there for us. We were both 8, 6, and 1. I hope he feels better. I, we hope he does, too. T's and P's. Hope he survives. Uh, Florona, by the way, flu, Corona. Florona. Bengals, 34-31, big time win. Joe and Jamar Chase, okay? 
unconscious yeah. yesterday. Un, it was awesome to watch. It was like Aaron and Devontae. Now Aaron and Devontae have years and years and years of pent up, you know, chemistry and uh, situations in which they've been before where they'll check plays where nobody else knows it without even signaling it, just kind of looking at each other because they've been there, done that. But watching Joe and Jamar, it is so much fun. And if you're a Bengals fan, you got to be so pumped. The Bengals are AFC North champs, even though they don't have an indoor facility or a full wow. scouting yeah. department. Anyway. This is the perfect situation, like for this, for that win to win the AFC North. How they did it against the Ravens, setting records. Jamar Chase, how great he is. Joe Burrow. I got worried for a second about his knee, but yeah. Then all of a sudden, oh. the dudes in the locker room smoking cigars, dancing. Like I feel pretty good about our, our program if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the program's running strong over there, and that program seems to have a lot of LSU Tigers down. Yeah. Uh huh. Coach O join the scouting department up there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be smart. Bring Coach O up there, recruit for uh, Bengals. He's got a good eye for talent. What's that? He's got a good eye for talent. <laughs> What's that, AJ? Where, where is Coach O going to go? <laughs> well. Governor of Louisiana. Yeah, well. For real. Yeah, I think Coach O's eating bunghole on a beach in Justin, Florida <laughs> really? right now. Yeah, I don't think he's no worried about way. his next coaching stop. That's awesome. <laughs> eating bunghole. <laughs> Coach o. She's taking he's over living his, his best life. Ranch. All right, go. let's move Jesus. along here. Uh, <laughs> we don't know if any of these are true. They could be. Holy shit. All these things Possible. could yeah. be true. Possible. Maybe. We're not sure. We don't even know what percentage to put he on. He deserves some time off, some R&R. <laughs> he does. Ranch. <laughs> he does. But if you could put a percentage on, on them, what would you say, man? Does he have the Lamar Odom suite? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he has like a whole suite or a whole wing for himself. Yeah, a guy yeah. spent 500 grand in like an hour or yeah, something. Yeah. He's the only one who has a key to that. They True. won't let anyone in that. <laughs> They've been Air Force Amy. <laughs> By the way, I <laughs> <laughs> miss you, Air Force Amy. Man. All right, let's get back to the football. <laughs> Joe is football. <laughs> that place existed. That place existed, was promoted, was uh -huh. very famous. Oh, yeah. Had a show. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> Wait, it still exists, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. The place? The, 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 the ranches, ranch. right? Yeah. The no, leader just the died. Show, the whole thing's the show went down, no, right? the leader died. It's yeah. still the show there, died, yeah. but the ranch. Dennis Hoff did yeah, die. Dennis Hoff, very dead. Rest in peace, Ranch is still going. But I think the ranch is still kicking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that industry is still busting. Yeah. All right, let's move along. Doing very well. How did we... <laughs> I'll check the rates. Get I wonder who's running it. How? Coach O. Told you, Coach O. We came back around. So there was a sport. We don't know if Coach O's running the Bonnie Ranch. No, we don't. Probably help with the Raiders while he's out there. Might be that. All right. We won't talk about the Raiders <laughs> yet either. Let's talk about the Kyler uh, Murray-led Cardinals. They go into Dallas. Kyler Murray now 8-0 in Jerry World. Okay, as a Texas uh, kid, high school state champion through college playing there and in the NFL, 8-0 as a player. Whenever he goes back to his home state in the largest stadium in there, he puts on an absolute show. I love whenever Kyler gets rolling, not only running but throwing just the entire offense. It looks as if he's a confident person. I don't know if it's because of Texas, because it was a uh, the Cowboys are doing because of his relationship with Ertz now seems to be growing in beautiful fashion. You know, a tight end's great for any mobile quarterback because a lot of uh, tight ends get a lot more freedom within offenses to kind of just look out for the quarterback and be like kind of an exit for him. I have no idea why, but I'm happy the Cardinals seem to found it. I, I honestly am very happy for them because losing D-Hop seemed to be a massive shot, uh, a lot bigger than any of us could have expected. They look like a different team against that Cowboys squad, AJ, than they had the past couple weeks. Yeah, they did, and, and what the week before this, where people were crowning the Cowboys champs, saying like they're unstoppable, basically. So I think the Cardinals, yeah, Cardinals, Cowboys, both they are 
they can be very dangerous. I just don't know. Like, are we just going to have to wait and see which team shows up when you get to the playoffs? I think so. You literally, this is a live bet situation. You got one of these? Yep. <laughs> I don't. You, you're sending me that one, remember? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Did you? No, you didn't earn it. Tonight, no. you could. Yeah. Tonight. I got Steelers tonight. Okay, cool. I got Browns. Are you serious? What's the line? On Big Ben's last oh, fucking yeah. night. What's the line? Are you serious, dude? He's an Ohio guy. He had to Is do it, it three? It's two and a half. Steelers, two and a half. Steelers are two you, and can, half. you got Steelers minus what? Three and a half? Two. Two and, two and a half. half. Well, you because we're eight, six, and one, you know, you could get yourself one of these. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? Well, been a few weeks it's been living on this side of the house. Uh-huh. Just want to let you know that, pal. <laughs> All right. Tonight, Ben Roethlisberger probably puts up 500. Yeah, 60 passes. Oh, wow. Yeah, you keep saying, like, we can build this up like it's a movie. You don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to I truly hope it does. I, for Ben's yeah. sake, for the Steelers, for Diggs, I hope that's how it turns Thank out. Thank you, AJ. You think Get, Nick, too. I, don't, I think Nick was hoping for You can't for forget well. this could potentially be Baker Mayfield's last game in Pittsburgh, too, because he fucking stinks oh, and the Browns might be done. All right, joining Whoa. us now. We don't know. He's injured. The guy's beat up. He's got a torn labrum and a broken humerus. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, uh, Van Pelt, AVP, formerly of the Packers, says it's like he's handcuffed by that thing. Mm-hmm. He can't yeah. even really move or throw. So uh, Baker. Four picks against the Packers. He, he was able to throw the ball not to his team on that particular day, but I mean, there's a lot of decisions being made. Whatever the case, Ben by a million tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially with Brett Michaels doing mm-hmm. what Brett Michaels is going to end up doing. That place is going to be upside down. Joining us now is Billy guy- Gardell. Oh, oh I hope Gardell. Billy Gardell is there. Tailgating. Oh, grilling dogs. Running through the the cones. Yeah. yeah. All the boys. Are I love that there. guy. Holy shit. Man, you think uh, what's that guy's name? Pompliano. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Pompiani. No. Pompiani. Joe Pompliano. No. Pompiani. Who's that big? Uh, the guy that was in that. Uh, speaking of uh, stripper movies. Oh, Joe Manganiello. Joe Joe Manganiello. Joe The Big sleeves. He'll be there for sure. Yeah. Sure. Michael Keaton's gonna be there. Oh. <laughs> really? Bane, man. Yeah. Wiz. Yeah. Wiz will be there. Wiz Khalifa. Oh. Kiesel's going to ride an ox through the fucking tunnel on the field. Yeah, Brian's got no shot, pal. So what I'm saying is you got no chance at this either. Joining us now (laughs) is a man who makes great picks, big brain, played in the NFL for nine years. He was a corner, safety, and nickel. Knows all things of the back end and defense as a whole. Host the Man to Man podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yo, what's up, fellas? Hey, how are you, man? I don't want to dive too much into tonight's game because we've given it a lot of coverage, and it's the Steelers-Browns, and neither team making the playoffs. No, nope. Mike. <laughs> really? Jags just have good. to beat the Colts, and that could happen. That's it. Maybe. I mean, with this Colts team, which we'll dive into here in a little bit, but Big Jeez. Ben ain't losing tonight, D-Butt, right? No chance Big Ben goes out with an L. Um, I don't know. I like the Browns. No! I like the Browns. Oh, Come on, dude. They almost, I mean, they almost beat the Packers if Baker didn't stink. But uh, Baker was all right. I think they handed the ball off to Chubb and Johnson 40 times tonight. They get the win. Well, they ain't going to be able to hold, hand the ball off 40 times. They ain't going to have the ball enough because Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw no less than 70 checkdowns. Yep. Thank you, He's seven. calling every play. He's running around. He's doing his thing. Uh, we're split on it. You were on AJ's side there thinking the Browns are going to win. Let's go to yesterday. A couple big storylines, obviously. Green Bay Packers have home field advantage through the playoffs. Antonio Brown leaves the field. What do you want to start with? What do you want to end with uh, I mean I'm sure you guys just like everybody else been talking talking a bunch about the AB situation you know obviously hope he's good off the field but uh you know you got to take accountability get your shit together who knows what happened always always three sides to a story mm. I'm actually kind of jealous um 
you know, my friends are retired and some, you know, you retired, you went on a, a national comedy tour your last year before you retired. Andrew Luck retired after his third preseason game for the season. Vontae, he retired at halftime. <laughs> AB just said, you know, fuck you. I need to go back and, and, and retire the right <laughs> way, man. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you're saying he didn't take you. Is this a formal retirement, you think, out of him? He he knows he's never going to get yeah. a job again? You think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, I, we were all probably watching a bunch of the games at the same time. I saw it pan back to the Bucks jets game. Obviously, people were paying attention to it because the Jets were about to upset him. And then you just see A.B., you know, walking off with, you know, with his shirt off. I thought it was a pregame shot, maybe. And then you see what actually happened. I couldn't, you know, like A.J. said, I wasn't completely shocked. But just like, wow, this is this is a real picture. Like, this dude is doing jumping jacks in the back of the end zone with, like, the offense and the defense on the field. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a form of retirement right there. <laughs> <laughs> D, but what about what it's overshadowed really the game and what happened? I know Tampa Bay came back, they won. They that was amazing last drive from Tom. Are you worried about the Bucks, especially now they lose AB's presence on the field, but also just what the team is right now? Shit, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be worried about him. You know, you got you got you got uh, Brady. Obviously, you know he's the goat, but you know uh, you still got Mike Evans there. But Godwin's out and now. AB's out. You thought he was going to be kind of their saving grace uh, when it comes to pass catchers, but. You know, I don't think, you know, Fournette's still banged up. Uh, I'm worried about him, especially knowing that they'll have to go to Lambeau and get a win up there. Um, they did it last year, but, you know, how the, how the Packers are playing this year, man, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody going up to Lambeau beating them. So uh, I think we'll see the Packers out there in L.A. There can't be this much shit happening going into the final week of the season. Too much. I, I, yeah, it just, I, it, for whatever, they might win a game. Who knows? Maybe they'll win a game. But I don't think that is a team that's built to win a Super Bowl. You got to be, you got to be a unit going into the Super Bowl. I think what teams have a chance to go on a run? You like the Eagles? You like this Eagles squad because they, they're coming together at the right time? How about the Niners? Niners might go ahead and sneak in the back door. Patriots, they're going to be in the playoffs. Who knows how this thing ends with a couple of division games to figure out who wins the AFC East. Who's a team you think that could is, is like prime to go on a run? I mean, obviously Packers Chiefs would, would still be. Yeah, both but I'm my saying favorites. like like uh, like a team that isn't obviously at the top there. Uh, I mean, want to say Bengals maybe? You know, the Bengals with Burrow, what they're doing, even the defense, they don't get a bunch of hype, but the defense is making plays. Uh, Burrow, that Burrow Chase connection is is ridiculous, and you still got two other dynamic pass catchers outside of them. Um, the Chargers, that's not a team you want to face. But on the AFC side, I'll probably say the Bengals. The Bills still got Josh Allen's. Uh, that AFC still kind of wide open outside of the Chiefs. And then uh, on the NFC side, love the Packers. But um, Cowboys, man, you love that defense, but it's like the offense. Can they be consistent? Can they run the ball consistently? Can they be on the same page uh, in the past game consistently? Uh, and they haven't shown that. The Cardinals, they found a way to get a win yesterday. It was ugly, but they won. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a bunch of faith in a lot of guys. Titans, I, I left the damn one seed out in the AFC. You're getting Derrick Henry back. Obviously, they can um, you know, go on a run and stay hot and win it. So uh, this would be a fun playoffs, fun, fun playoffs. Coach, uh, Coach Vrabel has done an incredible job there in Tennessee. I don't know how they're in the position they're in. Crazy. But after seeing the video of after their win yesterday in the locker room, it makes a lot of sense. There ain't nobody on that team thinking about quitting. You know, uh -uh. there ain't nobody on that team thinking about getting out of that locker room. Everybody seems mm -hmm. to be all in, which is why a cliche motto of every team is 
all in because that's what it's going to take to go on a run. There's a couple teams I think we can tell are not going to be able to do that. Go ahead, Todd. Debo, what about the Rams? They've quietly won, I think, like five games in a row, but Stafford has turned the ball over a bunch over these last couple games. Do you think they're starting to hit their stride, or are they ultimately just going to be one of these teams that probably fizzles out the first weekend of the playoffs? I mean, they got they got everything you want in, in a team. Obviously, you know, good coach, good play caller. Uh, five-star players up and down the roster on both sides of the ball. But like you said, Stafford, man, it comes down to if he can take care of the ball or not. You know, they got a, a, a nail-biting win yesterday, but uh, he's thrown four pick sixes this year. He had, you know, it was a stretch where 51 pass, he threw five picks. So you got to be able to take care of the ball at this point in the season. That's what worries me, um, you know, most about them. But like I said, five-star players up in Devon Miller made a huge play yesterday. That's kind of why you brought him in there. Um, Odell, he's still scoring touchdown. Cooper Cup is having one of the best years um, of all time at the wide receiver position. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. So you got players up and down that roster and a good coaching staff. So I think they can uh, for sure make a run. But, I mean, huge question mark with Stafford uh, at this point in the year. Can he, can he continue to take care of the ball? And it hasn't been looking that way for, for a few weeks now. I remember B.A. You remember B.A. saying, hey, this is a five-star game. All right, our five stars have to beat their five stars. The rest yeah. of you just don't fuck it up. <laughs> then, he would, then he would come in one week and he was like, hey, our five stars kind of counteract their five star. This is going to be a rest of you guys fucking game here. This is what we're going to need here. That is real depending upon how rosters are constructed, you know, depending yep. upon how it is. It feels like the L.A. Rams have gone all in. But if you can't get the pieces together, which is closely tied to the quarterback, I mean, it don't mean jack. Shit. I hope Stafford figures it out. I don't know why this is happening. I thought Stafford was going to have immense amount of uh, uh, success out mm. there in that offense. I thought he was going to ball out. He did. He has. Will he when it really matters? Let's go to the AFC side, a team similar to the Rams. Kansas City Chiefs, I hear. I didn't hear you mention them in the AFC. I think you literally listed off everybody else in the AFC except for the Kansas City Chiefs. Why is that? You're out on the Chiefs? You think they stink? You think Jackson Mahomes, you think Jackson Mahomes has done too much because they lose They lose to Cincy and you're out on them completely? No, nah, absolutely not. You know, you told me you told me go away from the guys at the top. I still got him. I know uh, okay. the Titans are the one seed, but okay. you know that's still I think the, the the best team going into it on the AFC side with Mahomes. Defense has been playing well. Obviously, they got picked on yesterday. They didn't adjust. You know, you got to adjust. And, and in the playoffs, I don't see them allowing a guy like Jamar Chase to continue to get one on one matchups uh, up the sideline and it go off for two fifty plus on you. Uh, but I'm still betting with the Chiefs. That's their first loss in November, December, January in 27 games. So I'm still rocking with the Chiefs. That's That would be the betting favorite going on the AFC side going into the playoffs. Uh, but a team like the Titans, man, especially if, if Henry comes back healthy with fresh legs Ooh! at this point in the season, man, that's, that's, that's a scary team. And you'll have to go down to Nashville. Um, to get to Super Bowl if they uh, beat the uh, Texans next week. If you can run, you can win anywhere. So let's talk about it. How come the Colts can't beat the Raiders at home? Oh, man. Carl. D-Buck, you and me, close affiliation to the Colts. It's where we met each other. You know, it's yep. where uh, where we spent years together. I think still where I live. I think you still have immense yep. respect for the program there. In, AB, uh, AB was on the anvil yesterday. That's why he left the Ant game? Antoine Bethea. Antoine Bethea. Oh. Was he really? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was. How do we the lose? They, they honestly, from the jump, they just, they looked like yeah. they wanted it more, you know. And then um, this was every time I've come on here, we talk about the Colts, <laughs> and I know you've been on the Colts to the Super Bowl train. I want to be on it too, but 
I worry about uh, about Wentz, man. Can he make those plays? Can he be dynamic for a month when we need him to? Uh, obviously, JT, he ran for over 100 yesterday. Again, first time we lost when he's done that. But um, we didn't have a plan. Once again, just like Jamar Chase killed the Chiefs all day, Hunter Renfro killed us. We got to have a plan for a guy like that coming into a Week 17 uh, ball game. It just, it just didn't look good all around. Offense behind the sticks all, all game. Uh, just a terrible performance. Late an egg, but huge win on Christmas. Huge! So that now we just have to go and beat the Jags and we still get the playoffs. Yeah, the Colts might have needed that. You know, and the Raiders might make the playoffs too. Hey, don't look now. You don't yeah. want to see Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr in the Raiders, especially if Waller gets back in there. But Carson, that throw to T.Y., I mean, it's if that <laughs> – it's a game changer, D-Butt. It's a game changer, but hey, that's going to happen. Sometimes people are going to miss throws. That's, that's just going to happen. Then you watch Aaron at night, and he's yeah. just, ha, 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 It's like, oh, my God, that would have been awesome. Anyways, it's, it'll get hot. It'll get it's, hot. it's tough, yeah. man. It's, when you watch when you watch Wentz, man, and this is my honest this is my honest take. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When, whoa, I, whoa. Watch, when I watch Carl Wentz, and you know you watch the TV copy, you see the quarterback drop back, and you don't know what the hell is on the other side of that throw. When he drops back and throws the ball, I can feel the complete opposite of when I watch Aaron Rodgers drop back and throw the ball. Like, I know 12 is stepping into some good shit. I don't know what's – when that camera pans, I don't know what's going to be. And that's my honest feeling with two. Uh, I mean, he's been around. He's made plays. We still got JT. So we still got a chance, but – when that zoom Damn. out happens, when the zoom out happens, you and you see, clue. how about those? <laughs> hey, four hands, one ball. Carson knew the, the, both those guys couldn't catch it. You know what I mean? Too many hands, not enough balls. Carson's going to play the bank off of them, smart. right to Ty. It's smart football. And we talked about this earlier. You know, Carson had only thrown a certain amount of picks in some time, and it was a record for him or for something like, hey, least amount of picks in the franchise or something. I forget what it was. There was a time where he was throwing nine picks a game and they were being dropped. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there was there was a time there for like a good three weeks straight yeah. where he was pegging dudes mm-hmm. right in between the numbers that were not on our team. Nope. And those things were bouncing to the ground. I was like, holy shit, we're getting lucky there. Hey. Those stats will get you. Hey, but if he can stat that, dude. Stat stat that. That. Can you stat that, though? Can you stat that about the stats? What he's saying about stats getting you? Can you stat that? You stats stat that. Stat that. Stat that. Stat that, dude. Stat that. Go ahead, Tug. D, but uh, you've been on the other side of the ball when a team has three stud wide receivers like AB and Juju and Marty Bryant and a good wide re- and a good quarterback. What? How do you defend a similar situation in the Bengals? Man, that's tough because they got a, they got a fire running back too. I mean, it, I don't know. You got to take away one. You know, you got to take away one as much as possible. So Chase would be the one with the Bengals, and then you got to try to you got to hope and pray your other guys hold up. On Higgins and Boyd, but um, you know, uh, Burrow, he's he does a good job of making sure everybody's at play, and then you got a guy like Mixon who can catch it out of the backfield, who can run it, so you don't want to give him light box counts all game. It's tough, man. That's that's the the, the problem they they pose to every defense, and if if Burrow can stop, you know, taking sacks at a high rate or cut back a little bit on the turnovers, I mean, this this team can obviously beat anybody. They just beat the top seed yesterday, and they can go on a run. They're young. Uh, young coach as well, who I think should be in contention for that coach of the year, uh, you know, award as well. Him, Vrabel, and probably Sirianni. Uh, but it, it, it's a tough. That's a tough uh, trio right there to stop. What about Lafleur? What about Lafleur? I mean, Lafleur. I mean, what, what, what were our expectations for Green Bay and Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers coming into this season? I mean, I, I expect them to win twelve games. You know, so they're they're, they're pretty much you know on par. It's what. 
Or What's that? Expectations. They outperformed yeah, your high expectations. I mean, what do, what do we expect from the Eagles? Yeah. Or, you know, Let's the see, Titans. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. So, the Bengals. Yeah, well, the I, you know, I think you're 100% right. Vray, what Vrabel has done is stupid. And I know it's not just Vrabes. It's his entire staff and it's the front office and everything. They've had like 57 players. That was that three was weeks ago. Saints. No, that was the Saints. What, they the, had like 90 players on their roster this entire season. <laughs> I think it's 57 <laughs> starters. Yeah. The, the, wow. But, that's, that's, but I the, hate we're the, giving fucking Titans this much love. Me too. Credit, did you see that video? Sorry. Did you see that video afterwards in the locker room where he said, hey, I'll see you Wednesday. And then he told somebody to break it up. And then you see Taylor LeJuan, who got buried by Vrabes on Twitter yeah. just two days before that, grab him and say, no, you fucking break us down or whatever. And then the entire team starts pushing the head coach back into the middle. And he's probably, I assume, I don't know him that well, AJ, he's probably fucking given a couple of these. That play, they seem... They are tight as shit. So whenever you – here, let's run this video. This is It's, it's a little long, but it's, uh, it's worth it. It's called Coach Vrabes in the Tennessee Titans after a win. You, you thought we were all kidding when we said we were just getting started. Donner. We were just getting started. What happened. I don't know what happened. Fill me in on the nose. But I do know what happened out there is the most physical team. They can say whatever they want around this league about we don't do this and we don't do that. The most physical team won that – yeah, so Fuck right? it. And they just turned the football over, and they just kept giving it to us. And we kept taking it from us. Okay? Beat the so shit like, out of our Dolphins. First division, uh, back-to-back division title since 1960. Believe in his family. Okay, believe in it, man. Don't be selfish. Okay, put the team first. That's all that matters. Okay, be somebody that does whatever they can do to help the team. Okay, and I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you do. Okay, I'm proud to be your coach. I tell you that every week. You ought to be proud to be on this football team. Okay, guys care about each other. Okay, we know how to win. We know how to win. We'll keep winning. We're just getting started. Okay, I'll see you Wednesday. Look at that locker room, D-Butt. I mean, in uh, AJ, you know Vrabel a lot better than me or D-Butt do, but that locker, that's what, I mean, that is what you're looking for, you know. That is like a Super Bowl thing. I mean, that's, a, that's an electric locker room. We obviously been in, in a bunch of locker rooms after big wins. That looks like a locker room after, you know, a big playoff win or something, man. He's a dude that played, you know, all sides of the ball, knows how to get through the guys. Um <laughs> I'm sure guys are knocking at his door every day saying they want to be there next year like Joe Judge. Uh, but <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Vrabel, man. I, I mean, he's, he's done a, a tremendous job all year. Obviously, complete buy-in. You watch him play. doesn't matter who's on the field. Everybody's, you know, running like their hair's on fire, man. You love, you love to see it, honestly. As a real, you know, football guy, football fan, you love to see it. It's awesome to see him get physical. You know, when guys get, especially meatheads, get excited and they get pumped, yeah. what do you do? They start jacking each other. And I, I promise you, Vrabel's in the middle of that mosh pit just – throwing elbows like just trying to knock people out probably like in excitement so i think that was a beautiful representation of what he's built there but deep i want to go back quick to the eagles sirianni what they've done i think it is kind of flying under the radar what they have done how they've kind of turned their year around what like are they that good are, like are the eagles a legit contender can they win a playoff game or two i think they could definitely win a playoff game i mean they're physical and just like pat said earlier if you can run the ball you can win they, they I've, they've been running the ball down people's throats throats um you know it's been a question mark around hurts at least if you listen to the media you know all year but i think hurts continues to get better i think the team believes in them 
Uh, Sirianni, you know, he's been catching a lot of shit since his opening press conference. Obviously, you got him in the studio. But uh, they're 7-2 <laughs> since that old plant growing through the uh, ground presser. But, I mean, they're, they're believing in each other, man. And, and they're playing defense, too. Got some playmakers on the defense side of the ball as well. So, I mean, this, 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 Eagles, de- this Eagles team, you know, they, nobody – I didn't expect them to do – to be worth the shit uh, this season at least. And uh, Sirianni got those boys rolling, man. So, I think they can definitely – they're a tough out for anybody. They can definitely win a playoff game for sure. Coach Sirianni, why is nobody giving you any respect? Uh, I, it's a good question. I don't know. Maybe because, like I said, I did make myself kind of look like a doofus early in the season. But, hey, now, who's laughing now? Who's laughing? I'm the best fucking coach in the league. Everyone knows it. We're going to continue, keep continue to win. The crowd, the the sprouts the, and the roots are going to continue to grow. And it's just uh, it's about being, you know, dogs. Dog mentality. We are physical. We are mean. We are feisty. We're going to continue to win a football game. Uh, thanks, Coach. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, D, but uh, Rap Sheet is currently in a source war or a source off, if you will, regarding the status of Jimmy G. Did you get to see any of Trey Lance yesterday? And do you think he, you know, has the legs to take that Niners team deep into the playoffs? Hey, they're still hunting for a playoff spot right uh-huh. now. Niners still in this thing. Still fighting. Um, you know, I think there's a reason we, we haven't been seeing him all year. Uh, he did. He went out there and handled business yesterday, won and covered. Shout out to Trey. Um, went out there and got a win, man. Um, I don't think he's he's ready to be that guy at this point in the season. Um, it's just, I mean, you come in and you start playing, you get meaningful reps, and you're playing against guys, especially going into the playoffs, who've been doing it at a high level all year. It's just tough to come out and, and beat those guys. But he has athletic ability. Um, obviously, that's why he went three. And uh, Jimmy G being down gave him his opportunity. Um, I don't think with Trey Lance at the helm, this 49ers team can make a run. I think they get Jimmy oh. G back in there. They definitely, uh, definitely can, though. Ian Rapport in the source off said that he doesn't think Jimmy can play. Somebody else says they think Jimmy can play. Jimmy wants to play. So I assume the other people are getting their information from Jimmy's people. Ian's getting his information. Yeah, that's a thumb. That's tough. From the nine. Jimmy's getting upset. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy probably yeah. saying, he doesn't hey, like that. Rip the bone off. I can still go in the playoffs here and make another run at this thing. You guys traded the entire future of our franchise to get another quarterback, and I'm still fucking the buys on here. <laughs> Thank you so much, T-Bot, for joining us. I love our conversations every Monday. For sure, me too, man. Appreciate y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, download the Man to Man podcast. One of the hosts alongside Antoine Bethay is Darius Butler. Thank you. Um, so we're very lucky that to this point, you know, to this point we're at right now, no NFL player has died from COVID, right? No. Correct. Okay, that's awesome. We should celebrate that, right? Yeah. Okay. What's up, NFL? So stat that. Stat that. So the reason why, so like this Omicron, you know, this Omicron one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where are we going with this? Well, I'm just wondering, like Sean Mannion was playing Sunday Night Football week 17. You know, like Sean Mannion. Now Kirk Cousins self-reported and everything like that. And we hope Kirk Cousins survives. But the more we learn about this Omicron right now, unless, and we don't know what's going on with Dirty, unless it's the uh, Florona mix there. I guess you have to separate the two. Uh, We don't know anything. The the playoffs very much still open for a lot of teams. There's a lot to play with uh, for as we go into week 18 here. But there's also a lot we have no idea about. I think Chris Collinsworth said it last night. He said predicting this season 
whoever's doing it is absurd. And the sports books have been winning, by the way. The, the sports books have been winning because it's incredibly hard and difficult to predict who's going to play each week. But if that Kirk Cousins situation is going to continue to happen throughout the playoffs, we really have no idea who could go on a run right now. And I think that is why it is so absolutely glorious. Is it crazy to think, I mean, maybe like you obviously wouldn't be 100%, but like guys have been self-reporting up if a quarterback gets it on like a Thursday this I mean there's I, no way now listen in the playoffs hey they better hey they, they yeah. damn well they, better hey they better I'll tell you what hey, is it but hey when the playoffs come out though aren't don't you think right now they're already doing this where you're looking to see who has already been infected and who's mm-hmm. gone on the list now to see who could come back again? So I did the math there uh, for a lot of players. There's a lot of players that are now enjoying the ride throughout, not even getting tested. They just got to hopefully not get symptoms and tell people they got symptoms. And to Ty's point, I mean, you're telling me championship weekend. Somebody yeah. wakes up. Brady. I don't know. People, you know, the flu game. People talk about the flu game yeah. for Michael Jordan. It's like stored and celebrated. He could have infected all of his teammates. True. Hey, they're all passing. Look yeah. at his finger passing the ball. There's no conversation about everybody on that court could have got sick. It was like, nah, this is what this fucking guy did. This is what this oh, dude yeah. did. In the, he got oh, yeah. sick. He wasn't hungover. It wasn't because of some pizza. Nope, nope. It was none of that. He was. He had the flu, oh, and he went out there and played. Mm-hmm. And it was. You, you don't think a player who let's let's take the superstars out, but going into just the rest of the roster, championship weekend, if they have the Omicron variant that is only the sniff, you think anybody is reporting that? No way. Yeah, it's much different for them than Cousins, who saw the weather report, saw the five degrees, saw how he's done against Green Bay, saw how he do- knows how he does in prime time. He wanted to report symptoms. No, he, you he, can't say that, Kirk Street, you fucking, <laughs> what you, you asshole. Talk, what are you talking, Kirk Cousins? No, yeah, well, you're <laughs> saying, well, 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 saying, you saying he doesn't love football. You're saying he didn't want to play football uh, on Sunday night? I, all I'm saying is in the playoffs, it might be a little different. I think you're right. By the way, Herb Street, hilarious situation he got into. All, because what he meant was... Why did he apologize? He put an apology yeah. tweet out. So I I think he wanted to, he was getting i mean he was getting cooked by everybody so i oh, yeah. still i mean that's yeah i mean he had an opinion yeah like, i don't know no but his opinion i think where in in my eyes okay this is not kirk this is in my eyes whenever you generalize something as this is how you have to act if this is how you feel you're talking about other people's feelings as opposed to your own like if herb street would have said doesn't love football in the manner that i do right like in the in the manner that some of us do it's not a conversation because he's talking about himself anytime you're projecting other people's feelings out there i think that's always going to be something so i appreciate him following up with like hey the full conversation is actually this because so, i think a lot of people were not getting that and i think herb street was like well i didn't mean that first they kind of clipped it there was a follow-up conversation that happened live in it so i think that is why kirk potentially put it out there it was like hey come on like this isn't real because he was i think he does care mm. but that's a fascinating conversation, especially after the corral incident that yeah. happens, mm-hmm. because all anybody is going to do is point to that situation where I think what Herbshire was trying to say, which is, by the way, how I feel as well. I don't feel like they don't love football, but that last game, I don't know. It, it has changed immensely, and I think you can get hurt doing whatever, however. I, I, I am a person that believes you can get hurt doing whatever. If you've already secured your draft stock, it's a bunch of money, your future. I understand how you would sit out and say, okay, I already got this. Even though you can get hurt training and lifting, and uh, any of the all-star games you're going to There's a higher chance you'll get hurt in a football game, obviously. Bingo. Bingo, which I 100% understand business-wise. But I don't – if 
It has to be tough for these guys if they do love their teammates and love the game to sit there and watch. I, I, I've never asked that question. Like watching Kenny Pickett watch that game. I, I assume Kenny Pickett was not exactly thrilled about his mm -hmm. smart business decision while that game was happening. Loves which, ball. Which is, yeah, but that's the, the meatheads out there can say, well, he actually chose not to play in the biggest game in program history basically in the last 20 years, which was a mass one after the ACC championship. Loves which is, money more than ball. Well, that's the thing. Is, but he's setting up his future. It's such a, it's such an interesting it's, weird. it's a different time it's it is. really a different time and it's really popped up like the last what four or five years maybe now where it's just it's a lot it's just normal for guys to start sitting out well and that's why that's what i think herb street was trying to say like hey this is much different than whenever i was he was before me you were before me but even when i was there there was i don't think there was many people like no i'm not gonna play in this who gives a fuck bowl because this is actually one last trip with my you know like you know that, what you need to do what you should do the only way it's not a foolproof uh, foolproof plan, but what you could do, go in there, if you're one of these studs, hey, yeah, I'm going to go in and play, not, not the quarterback position, somewhere else, preferably defense, offense too maybe, go in there, get make a few plays early in the first quarter, hey, I'm feeling good, feeling good, I may got scared, I got hit, like I might get chopped in the knees, boom, targeting penal penalty, ejection, you're out of the game, you still fought for your brothers, you still Smart. hopefully oh. won the game. You're Smart. out of here early. Smart. So this is what AJ Pretty Hawks did. It happened to Bosa. It happened. Uh, it happened. He didn't do it on purpose to Joey Bosa back in the day when he got booted, maybe in the first half of his of the bowl game. And I was like, oh, how how happy is his agent? I don't know if it was Tom Condon or whoever. I'm like these guys got to be very excited. He made a few plays. He's ejected. He's healthy. I think they went on and won the game. And I think Herb Street was alluding to that as well. He, when he pointed the phones, who's like, who's the people that are instructing these guys not to play and showing them the stats of this is what you could happen. And and granted, those people, by the way, they might not have the best interest personally in the player's heart, but you'd assume they have the best interest in their pocket's heart, right, at all times, business people. So this is why they're laying out their case. And remember, team three of Russell Wilson's camp, they spoke out at different times from different portions mm. of the team on what would they feel is in the best interest of number three. That's happening with a lot of college guys that are going into the draft. There's a lot of people who think they have the best interests or the right ideas. So it's quite conflicting, especially when you have an injury like Corral's that only compounds that conversation even more. And it's like, well, there's probably some guys out there in the NFL who are scouting who are also like, I like that this guy loves his team. Like, I like that this guy wanted to play for his team. I, now, I am not in the if you everybody's not a first round pick that's opting out also that's exactly you know and uh we just come from hey we're old dude we're old dude that's what yeah i, I remember there's a kid I, I played with where i think he was like a fourth or fifth round pick and he left early he told me i was like oh wow you left early did you think you're gonna get drafted higher he's like no that's, that's about where i thought i was gonna go and now, <laughs> wow you must really not have liked your college we saw a guy <laughs> yeah you must have hated your time there yeah you must have hated your team I saw a guy, not at West Virginia, but uh, I think I met him at the Senior Bowl or whatever. Left early, undrafted, never played. Oh, no. <laughs> How's that even happen? Because is that those are the same agents and people, business people that, and not all, by the way, can't generalize and can't broad brush this thing, which is, I think, what happened with Herbie as well. Because you kind of, anytime you broad brush, then all of a sudden you're taken away from a lot of people that love the game, to, you know, everything like that. But... I assume a lot of the business people are, oh, you, you make a team, we'll get you in there. It doesn't matter when you get drafted together. And then when they don't get drafted and they're done, what happens? Oh, that person just moves and reps somebody else. You never hear from that person again. It's like, well, there's a whole thing. Now, those are two very different situations. We're not talking about that. But that whole sitting out of the bowl game because it doesn't matter is fascinating to me because from a business sense, it makes sense. But inside that law, I don't know, man. 
I just think that's like the thing about college sports is like the pageant. Like when does when do we see the first guy sit out of a playoff game where their team is in the top four in the college football playoffs? It happened this weekend. No, I saw that that question this. Well, weekend. then people are like, well, when do they start sitting out regular season games? Then start sitting out entire seasons. Well, guys like, did it during COVID, but that was during like Jamar Chase did, but that was because of COVID. Like, well, Des too didn't he? Des didn't Des Bryant miss a year or something like that? Hey, you know what could help this though, Somebody, Pat? Maybe the big not teams, Des crap. No. If they if they move it to eight or twelve teams in the playoff. I would say less of those studs will sit out if they're in the playoffs. Well, hopefully that'll be able to help. And hopefully, you know, nobody will get hurt because there's more games, obviously, because the future is secured. But you can get hurt doing anything in foosball. But games are definitely much more violent and dangerous. It is vastly different than what it used to be. But that's because stats and the amount of money that could be made and change entire trajectories of lives communities and careers there's a lot i mean there's a lot to dive into there i mean even the studs for ohio state you sat out saw that dude jackson go off for like 325 and two or three touchdowns or something they probably are thinking man if we were playing out there could you imagine they might have raised their does that not up your dress yeah that's what i'm like yeah if you go out and play well of course it'll it'll raise it but if you're kind of set and they you know where you're going to go then I'm sure they have plenty of people in their ear. Even their coach is like, hey, like, I want you to make the best decision for you. Like, We would love to have you on this team, but I understand like, if you're doing this for you and your family and your future. I've never been in that position. You were a top five pick. I wasn't in that position, though. Like, well, I never. Well, you were, wow, actually. Yeah. You actually were. And I think we actually heard you earlier say exactly what you would have done if it was 2021 because you have to put on for Ohio. You're mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk. Right. You love ball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play, but I'm also going to take this massive head and I'm gonna find somebody else's head, and I'm gonna get out of this game. I'm mm-hmm. gonna save myself. If you any- really, if I was really worried about getting hurt, yeah, that would probably be my my <laughs> way to try to get out. Try to kill else. somebody else. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I want the game to be in hand, though. I want to make a few tackles. Hopefully, we're winning. We, I know we're gonna win. Okay, let's just throw this thing at somebody. Let's secure number five overall. This thing. Let's just, <laughs> just scrap his head. I'm already number five overall. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt anyone else. But I just just enough to get a targeting penalty. See ya. Nice. Break a guy's So it's jaw. like it's like hockey. You, you, uh, you know, not like that. But you like hockey. You're like Chara, where you actually oh, a slot receiver. You go up. Please allow me this. <laughs> yeah. And these days, you don't have to do much to get a targeting call, so it's not yeah, bad. Exactly. Idea, yeah, they'll send you out if you even put that head close to the shoulder. It'll probably happen naturally anyway for most guys. <laughs> well, for you, definitely with the way you tackled. But it is, it's an insane situation down there that's only going to continue, especially as NIL evolves. But we're in an evolving time, a changing time, and I think Kirk Herbstreit was taking a lot of heat because he's made money off of college football, and we've gotten to know Kirk. Kirk's cool dude, does. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Kirk's yeah. Been very. Kirk's cool. a diehard like football purist, yeah. though. Like, he loves the history, the tradition, everything about college football. Like, no, no, no. But he it. makes money. He makes money off of covering it. He does make money. Should he? I guess if he was pro bono, if he wasn't making any money, would this be okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Because okay. he's a lot of those, yeah, those nonprofits don't make money, do they? Well, there uh, seems to be a lot of people employed at a lot of them. But whatever he was talking about, um, anytime he talks about for love of the game. He can immediately get thrown in his face. Sir. Sir. Sir, you make millions of dollars and the people you talk about get paid nothing. Until now. I think actually Kirk Herbstreit should be pumped about the NIL thing because now he can't just get thrown. That guy, what, he, he didn't sleep for like three days covering, <laughs> covering yeah. college yeah, football? Yeah, he was going on two hours. Miami and then he's... 6 a.m. in Pasadena. It's for like, no oh, reason, yeah. by the way. For no reason. Inside he, the empty stadium. There just, is no yeah. reason for Herb He's got a game be, Saturday, right? Before the Monday yeah, National Championship well, NFL game? Yeah, but his ent- entire season is like... Like, I think Herb Street, if, you know, if I was... 
I'm not going to go on a rant pro Herb Street because he put himself in this when he generalized. He knows that. He's a professional. He's the top of a mountain. He's a guy. But that guy is committed to college football. Like, that guy loves fucking ball, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just because he gets paid to cover it, I guess you can throw that in his face, but he also gets paid to cover it because of how much he loves it and how good he is at it. It's just, whenever you say stuff like that, especially in the world we're in, I guess you're setting yourself up for it, but I honestly believe that he just meant that, you know, this is not anything I would ever do, which it, the conversation kind of turned He's paid to, to give his opinion, man. Like, he's, he's not a hot take guy, but he... He's paid to give his opinion and how he views games going on and when he's on game day, like what he thinks should and would happen, and that's what he's doing. So, hey, it generated some talk, didn't it? Well, they were talking about Herbstreit on the internet. It was not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I let, him, I let him know ESPN's that, not mad about that. I let him know that I've experienced those waters before, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not great, you know, when you're taking real chop just every time yeah. you every time you update the thing oh there's more about how stupid you are and then you oh, oh this guy's geez. the worst human alive oh and then boom 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 it's just it does become tough but Kirk Herbstreit's a big boy he understands yeah, he can yeah. handle it he gets it it is a different time though much different time in the game it's because there's a lot of money on the line and we know a lot more than we've ever known before let's bounce around the NFL a little bit shall we AJ Hawk yeah let's see it there was I mean there were some fun games to watch yesterday man go on big time all over the place. I mean, first off, the, the Jets-Bucks game, I thought, I was like, all right, wow, well, okay, this is a weird win for the Jets. They're going to use a lot of momentum from this going into the offseason, all this stuff, whatever. But uh, for a second, there we're uh, – okay, good. So you picked the Lions there, didn't you? Yeah, I did pick okay. the Lions. Did you think they were really going to win that game? Well, you, you, 10 and 5. I eight, thought they yeah. were going to cover. What was it? It was mm, like – 10 and 5. Huh? Ten and five against the spread, right? I Tell thought me. they were gonna cover because yeah. Russell Wilson said, "I fucking hate this city. I hate this team." Right. I mean, he uh -huh. came out and said, "Get me the fuck out of here." It's my last game here. Thank God. Everybody says it's loud. Yeah, my ears ring every single time we get done playing in here. Teams have to experience it once a year. They go, "Oh, it's gonna be bad to go up there to the Pacific Northwest and hear how loud that crowd is." Your ears will hurt for two, three days afterwards. Russell Wilson's like, "Thank God, I don't have to do this every single home game." That's basically what he said. Then we talked to Rappaport earlier, and we said, "Hey." What's the deal with Russell in Seattle? And he said it feels different than it did last year. Last year, Chicago made an actual run at Russell. Pete Carroll, who has final say, said, nah, not going to happen. It feels different this year. So Pete's on board. Russell's saying, get me out of here. I thought there was no chance that the boys would rally, and they did. They beat mm -hmm. the fuck out of the Lions. <laughs> Killed them. I mean, they, they did. I mean, they handled it, which leads me even more. Who cares? Does culture even matter? Right. What matters? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like all that matters is what team shows up that day to play. We don't. It doesn't matter what your week of practice looked like. Doesn't matter if your coach thinks it was good or bad. It's just what happens on game days, and that's how it's always been. But now I just think there's so much inconsistency with it. Maybe just every team is they're so evenly matched that I don't know. Well, this is just going to continue to happen. It's not just who shows up. It's like who finishes the game for you, you know, because yeah. some of your, some star players are just quitting on teams in the middle yeah, of games, yeah. and they're still winning. Yeah, that's Those right. Those teams are still winning somehow. Nothing makes any sense. Go ahead, right. The quarterback. If you got a quarterback, quarterback. the team's going to – That's <laughs> what matters. Yeah. You saying Tim yes. Boyle's not as good as Russell? Tim Boyle was throwing a medicine ball yesterday. I mean, he made some plays. They came out of halftime in his first throw, first play, pick. Game over. I mean, they did not stand a chance. I liked him, Boyle, but shit, he is in the uh, Sheen, Mary, Manny, and whatever the hell that guy's name is category as far as ball throwers. What? She, she what? Sheen Mannion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
talking about last night's quarterback. Yeah, that guy. You, think Tim, you think Tim Boyle's throwing 90 though off the mound? Uh, no. Tim Boyle's a big well, body. Well, plus he, body. Is, he is, you <laughs> he know, was a prodigy to Rogers. Anyways, uh-huh. I'm, I'm done with all these quarterbacks we've never heard of playing quarterback uh-huh. in, in January football. That, that Hopefully, now Ian Rapport alluded to maybe this thing being around for next season. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Yeah. What thing? Crab sheet's just spinning what, do you mean, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? The, oh, the oh, COVID? On. Yeah. yeah. Another variant. Right, nothing Nothing would shock me or surprise me, no. There's no way. Okay. Well, you've said no way for two straight years. <laughs> After you've proclaimed that you beat, hey, we beat COVID as a universe. You've said that, what, 15 times maybe over the last nine months? There's been a couple times where it did appear as if we beat that son of a bitch COVID finally. Stores were opening. States were opening. Travel was happening. People were starting to live. And then, boom, another wave. I typically don't bring him up, but Fatch is coming oh, around. He's back. On, you know, is us he? beating it? Yeah. Well, and then also Dr. Drew came in last the week. The New York mayor's awesome, too, if you saw his little comment. <laughs> I didn't. I have, no, I have not seen that. But I do know that Dr. Drew, yes. actual doctor, eight different degrees, last week said at some point we've got to have a little bit of courage here. And I thought, okay, as a doctor saying that, that's not just Dr. Drew's idea right mm. doctors are all about seeing and studying and doing their thing and maybe dr drew's a little bit different because he does get shit on a lot oh he's yeah. still getting shit on in my mentions from his conversation with me five days ago mm-hmm. I, I mean it, it can't be easy to be dr drew but that's why he's got nine degrees he takes care of everybody's shit it's mm-hmm. yep but whenever he says at some point we got to stand up to this thing in my head i immediately think wait a minute Maybe we did have some celebrations a little bit early. Maybe we saw some other things start to happen and think to ourselves, oh, we're back, baby. Maybe we took some chances in screaming at the top of our lungs that we defeated this son of a bitch COVID. But whenever Dr. Drew said, hey, this is the weakest fucking variant. At some point, it's going to take some people to stand up. Fouch is saying, hey, it ain't about, you know, people having it. It's about... Mm -hmm. What's happening to the people that are having it? It's like, whoa, 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 Fouch, 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 Fouch. We hadn't heard that. We hadn't heard that in a long time, and I haven't kept up enough with the Fouch. When did you say that? Just, just recently. Lo- yeah, just last week, I believe he said something okay. about if people are in the hospital because, because of, of COVID. Because of COVID, with COVID, or because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the first time he's ever said something along those lines. It was like, whoa, okay, hold on. So you hear Dr. Drew say something, then you hear Fouch come with it. Now he's a terrible pitcher. Guy can't throw a baseball for fuck, but that's because he's just been doing uh, you know so much doctoring his entire life. Him coming and saying that thing, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did we beat COVID? Are we? Are we on the other side of this thing, AJ? That's my thoughts. And then Ian Rapport comes in and goes, Hopefully, we don't have to deal with COVID next season. I'm yeah. like, next season? This guy. What are we even talking about? That's nine, ten months away? I thought we were already I thought we already beat this thing. Yeah. It's the cycle. Once, I mean, I think we'll deal with it for the rest of uh, when it's cold here, and then everyone's going to kind of forget about it come, you know, May or whatever. starts getting warm out. People aren't really getting the sniffles anymore, and if they are, allergies, allergies, my allergies are killing me. And then, you know, it starts to get cold again, and we're back in it. So hopefully, hopefully we are, you know, right at the end of this thing. Look for potential COVID cases to be high in Pittsburgh. Mm. Yep. Because what he said about allergies is happening, I assume, all across Pittsburgh. They're watching all these recap videos of Roethlisberger's career. Everybody's sniffling and crying, oh, shit, give me a COVID case. I think Dawn's got it. They're taking the test. They're positive, locking down in quarantine. Anytime there's a chance of a lot of tears and sniffles, you got to wonder if they're going to go take a test and find out that they got the Omicron. I assume Pittsburgh is going to have record numbers over the next five, six hours. Yeah, um, I'd be surprised. 
if the whole city didn't have it, if things don't go our way tonight, you know? Oh, man. We're just going to go in our houses for five days, try to forget about what happened and then maybe never come out again. Oh, mama, I'm in fear from my life because of Omnicron. Got the sniffles and a fever in my head and Ben Roethlisberger's damn near dead. A uh, hilarious part of last week with Dr. Drew, by the way, was when he was like, thank you for showing my degrees. People <laughs> never actually talk about me being a doctor. Yeah, I get shit on a lot is how he started <laughs> yeah. the conversation. I'm like, all right, Doc. Well, let's go ahead and get through it. Um, their game tonight is obviously something to chat about as we wrap up week 17 of the NFL season in the last week. But today's a great day because it's overreaction day. Today is a day where we send out a bird call on Twitter. We say, hey, listen, I want to hear it from everybody. There is an excuse for you to lose your mind and be irrational about your NFL team. All you got to use is hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but it's time for Overreaction Monday here on the show at S U J I O O zero. Sujiho. Sujiho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? Sujiho. Bengals oh. fan. PMS. Bengals logo on his hoodie. Yeah. Iron yeah, Frog. Iron Kermit. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but the Bengals have the brightest future out of any team in the NFL. The Lombardi Trophy is going to be in some skyline. Chili, shout to Su Su Yi Su Ji Ho Su Ji Ho Su Yo Su Yo Su Yo Anyway, shout out to Bengals fans thinking that that is the case, and there's no reason not to believe that. Very young team that is unbelievable, AJ. Big time win over the Chiefs, which they're going to have to stare down alongside the Bills and the Jonathan Taylor-led Colts for like the next 10 years. If the Bengals, if this was these exact same players were somewhere else on a different team, would would people take it more serious and think that hey, this team is set up to be like the next Chiefs? I think so because teams would go watch them practice because they wouldn't have to withstand ten degree weather to do so. So I think there'll be a lot more coverage, a lot more media. But that type of stuff, you know, when you're training out in the Arctic underneath a highway and you got no other options. You know, sometimes you got to burn the bridge behind you so you have nowhere to retreat. Cincinnati has no option to get soft. They can only get harder. They can only get more calloused. And although other teams have plenty of advantages off the field, this Bengals team don't know what they don't know. They're so young. They were born in the dark of the NFL, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Sue Yee-Yo is 100% right. The future looks bright, and I'm excited about it. But if you're in the AFC North, you got to be... Worried. Oh, yeah, I'm not thrilled about it. They'll fuck it up somehow. Why well, you not say they, that? Not if they keep drafting like they have for the last couple of years. When have they not? I think you're talking about Browns. Well, yeah, the Browns are much worse, but I'm saying like. Well, Browns got a big time chance to ruin Ben Roethlisberger's last trip been, around. I think it's been like 36 years since the Bengals have won a playoff game, so. All right, this could be here. Good luck out there. Good luck out there. Let's go to the next overreaction, shall we? This is from Big Tist. Tyler Everson, 76. Offensive lineman by trade. Yeah. Yep. A little bit older now. Big Tiss, don't fuck around, but he's got the kids. That's, That's right. right. Big Tiss says, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but Tampa might be dead. AB said, peace. Godwin and Fournette are out, and the Jets had them dead in the water for 58 minutes of that game. Brady is still Brady, but I think it's going to take a miracle for Tampa to repeat. We agree, Big Tiss. Mm-hmm. We agree. And isn't that kind of sad, AJ, with all that talent? We are talking perfect season before the season. Now it feels like they're just kind of falling apart right here before the biggest time of the year. 
I mean, it does feel like that, but still, does anyone? No one's truly counting them out. When you have Tom Brady, you have Gronk, you have a defense that can be super disruptive. Like, they can still make a run. Rob Gronkowski asked on the field after the game about the Antonio Brown situation. He said he didn't get to see that. I was too busy running my head into 300-pounders and trying to make plays for this team. You could tell that even Rob, who's a super positive, I like the football guy, it it sounded like in his answer he was like, fuck that whole situation, basically. Mm -hmm. We're out here trying to win ball games. There are still pieces that are enough to go on a run, but with that much distraction, I don't know how you win the biggest trophy in all of sports. I have no clue how you're able to do that. When the entire thing is to limit distractions, it seems like Tampa only has distractions. They need him, though. Not only distractions, yeah. but they need A.B. Mm-hmm. Like, he was he was a pivotal part of their offense, I feel like, when he's in the lineup. So that that part hurts a lot, too, aside from the whole distraction situation. But when you got Tom Brady, you got a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But, I mean, when you look at the top of that, you know, NFC with the Packers and even the Rams, like – the Bucks, if they do have to play one of those teams, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to do a pretty good job on Mike Evans. Like, is Gronk and then other backup wide receivers going to get it done against those top, top teams? It's hard to see that happen. And I guess that is how we have to look at it is who's at the top and who's going to be able to get him. And this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team would have been a team that we would say nobody would be able to get. Like, this team, with all their pieces. Now, key injuries have happened. Who knows who's going to be back, who's not going to be back, because maybe you get Fournette back, I Mm -hmm. guess, for the playoffs and rehab. I don't know if that's been – has that – is that still a conversation? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, they said he was done for the regular season, but he should be back by the playoffs with his hamstring. But now it's like there's no way that reality TV show down there in Tampa is able to beat like the Packers who are out in the middle of nowhere who everybody seems to love. There's nobody on the Packers thinking about leaving that team. Nobody. And although Antonio Brown is the only one that did that, there had to be somebody in there that he talked with that maybe either agreed or was pissed. I assume that isn't the only I don't know. I think it's definitely possible that obviously there's plenty of guys with issues on the team, like minor issues, but I don't know if there's anyone on the same level as AB. It's like, yeah, man, he's justified for doing that. Okay, well, let's hope that's the case, right? I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of people coming to talk to him while he was getting up to leave. That was that was even there's no stopping him at that point. Like Mike Evans, like he, he, at one point, Mike Evans was like, all right, that's you know, I did all I could do. I, I, mm-hmm. The fucking video from Miller is going to show me yeah. that I came over here and I tried to talk to nobody else. And Guerrero was over there. I saw Guerrero in one of the videos, had oh. his back, did not turn around. I didn't see any coaches over there trying to pull him back. It was a lot of like, uh, it looked like that was a consultant area almost. They were standing over there. Nobody even looked at him. They didn't even turn around. It was like, something's happening here. But they're all like, they're down out here though. Mm-hmm. And then B.A. said, uh, I want to talk about the players that are on the goddamn mm-hmm. field. Well, and it's just like you look at Tampa Bay last year, like they were peaking at this time, kind of like just uh, loving ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were much healthier. Like mm-hmm. they are, they're much more banged up this year than they were last year. And then, like AJ said, like it's not just like the whole, like they need AB. Like we were talking about, hey, they're kind of just treading water, you know, offensively until AB gets back because he makes them that much more dynamic and that much better. And, not, you know, now you don't have that anymore. 11 for 110 or something last week. On Gilmore. And then this week, yeah, and then this week, he ran one route that he got, and it was just, like, wide open. And Tom finds him. You lose that player, your team is automatically going to be worse, I think. But they're probably thinking, at least we got a chance to get that out of the air. We have no, if it built up. We don't know the story, but there's a chance that they're all very thankful, to your point, to maybe get that type of thing out of the locker room. And there's a there's a chance if the Niners lose to the Rams and the Saints beat the Falcons that the Bucks have to play the Saints in the first round, which is not someone they want to play because we saw how that defense does against Tom. Oh, mama, I'm in fear. That's unbelievable. 
I thought that was going to he, – he, what, he just extended for another year or two, Tom? You know, Tom's not going to take this lightly, I assume, in the offseason. No. Right? No. Tom, no. This isn't, Tom's not continuing to play, you know, for this type of shit to happen, right? There's no way. No and way. if you watch Man in the Arena, like the team is like his thing. The relationships. Yeah, you'd have to wonder, like, what's, what happens if the Bucks, if they're one and done in the playoffs, which they have so much talent. Okay, I think I think Gronkowski can beat anybody. Them going one and done would be quite a surprise. But there's a lot of shit happening down there right now. If they don't win at all, what's the conversation like for Tom? Oh, I got to come back and get another one. You know, like you have to think about that for a quarterback that's ninety. He's coming back no matter what. I think obviously he's ninety-five years old. But yeah. you have to think about all that type of shit, especially with man in the arena and the conversation about his family and stuff. It's crazy. Well, and because they've been kicking the can down the road with the salary cap, even if it goes up, like, do they have that much, you know, money to spend in free agency this year? No, I, I'm not sure, but I assume they don't have too much, you know. They'll figure it out. It's Tom Brady, right? It's Tom Brady. They'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. That was the thought with New England. He always makes everyone better, too, though. I mean, who was the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown yesterday? Cyril Griffin? Yeah. Right? Cyril Griffin. I don't think anyone expected Cyril Griffin to come out and make a play like that. But then, like, look for years. Like, he did it with Chris Hogan in New England when he first burst on the Hey, team. he's we still like, free agent. He was not drafted to lacrosse. That's right. Yeah. And we were like, who's this guy? Team. He ain't beating us. He ain't beating the Steelers. And then he shreds them. And then uh, when Edelman came on the scene, like, oh, who's this guy? He's too little. He ain't beating us. And then he yeah, shredded he everybody. everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's still available. A couple free agents you mentioned oh. there as we lose out on Antonio Brown oh. is Julian Edelman who said wow. I ain't never playing football because my knees are so bad uh-huh. staring at a future you know me Gronk Tom the boys maybe another Super Bowl run I only got to go for about five six weeks here he's in phenomenal shape he looks good in every picture I yeah. see him post maybe I mean the Foxborough for everything would definitely be ruined if he did that but even if it is Edelman like are the any of these guys were mentioned on AB's level like AB is no what are you talking about and Godwin's in his there's no free agents currently exactly yeah and Godwin's uh they franchise tagged him so are they going to bring him back what about Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitz maybe they do a podcast together allegedly steer the ship kind of allegedly brace the waters as they're you know getting really bad right now bring in Larry Fitz will do that yeah can can AB be signed by somebody for a playoff run (laughs) he's not no longer a buccaneer I think your word is your bond after him could you imagine if the Green Bay Packers were like, all right, Aaron, come on into our very good culture. All right, we think you can run a couple great routes for us in between us throwing to Devontae and Lazard and Aaron Jones makes fantastic and A.J. Dillon. We think you can make three to four catches for us a game. Just please try not to burn down the entire place. Mm-hmm. Is that what <laughs> they would, is that what they would have to do? No, they don't they don't need him right now. He is so good at football. He is. I know. Mm-hmm. That people that talk about him never I don't think they lead off with that enough because that sets this that sets the stage for everything else. Hey, all this other shit, you be who you can afford to be is a life thing, but it's also a football thing. And you should you should take that to life, by the way. Be who you can afford to be. It's not fair. Hate it. Hate that that's a reality, but that is real life. In the NFL, it is. When Antonio Brown went back to Tampa, all the Antonio Brown haters said, fuck this guy, he's going to ruin it. They win a Super Bowl, he seems to be a model citizen, and then here are those people who predicted that years ago and have hated him all. I told you, we all told you, we're the smartest people of all time. I just hope that he changed, and it seems as if that did not happen. Nope. Golly, he got or maybe he did change. And it was just going to tell a story somewhere. Like well, it'll probably be on his own Netflix. IG stories or something. Maybe it'll be in his next album. Yeah. Ooh. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, who was did he know the driver, the guy with him oh, in the video? You're talking yeah. about Danny Boy Hustle Hart? Yeah, come on. 
That's his boy, right? Yeah. Oh, Danny's connected. Yeah. Danny, yeah. Brooklyn guy. First thing I thought: Does he go in and shower there in the in the locker room and just get his gear on and go? And then who cleans his locker out back in Tampa? His car's probably at the airport. Like all this stuff. Yeah. Who's getting all his stuff? Is he just leaving it all? He's in our house down there in Tampa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're like, is he moving out? Is he just staying in New York forever? Yeah. Just maybe never going back. He just lives in New York now. He lives in a studio. Yeah. Yeah. Get him in a booth. Mm-hmm. Whatever the yeah. case. This ain't going to end here. I assume there's going to be more that unfolds from the event. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? Uh, Matt Pritzel, Bucks in six. I just got lost Milwaukee. Congratulations, Pritzel. Hey, Giannis out there balling Greek freak. I'm putting people in pretzels with Matt Pritzel. Uh, hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But Aaron and Devontae is the most unfair duo we've seen since Peyton and Marvin. This is a good question for you, AJ Hawk. Is there anything a defense can do whenever Aaron and Devontae can do whatever they want at any point? That back shoulder 7-11, dude. It's always open. Whenever he wants to throw it, it's available. And they were talking early, and I think they did a couple examples that weren't necessarily the best examples of Devontae being late with his hands, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of veteran wide receivers do because corners read your eyes. They try to read your hand. That's how they're trying to figure it out. So as you get older, you learn these tricks, and Devontae is not only uh, faster and quicker, and knows where the ball is going. He also has all these OG tricks with Aaron Rodgers. That thing's on any time. Is there anything anybody can do against that to stop that and just hope, I guess? No, when they're playing, when they're on and they have that connection, no, there's not a whole lot you can do. And they, they started to talk about it last night in the game when Devontae's at number two out there and they throw this little quick yeah. little little out to him that's an, an RPO-type deal where, hey, your linebacker walks out there and covers him up. I'm going to hand the ball off because you're light, you have a light box. Your linebacker tries to come back in, boom, we know I'm hitting it. I'm getting at least five yards most likely. Could also break this thing for a touchdown. Like second and medium, third and medium. Like, what do you do? Like, I don't really know. I was I was watching that last night. I'm like, okay, how would I like what would I do to try to combat them? Like these guys are just so good. I think they had eight in a shell at one point. We were watching, and he did like a check down to AJ or Aaron, mm-hmm. I think. And that's like six, seven yards if the first person makes a, a good tackle because yep. they're letting you do that. It's almost there's that, no cover zone. A lot of zones have a no cover zone, like from from the line of scrimmage, five yards out. Like there's a five yard no cover zone where you don't ever jump a jump across or if you're sitting in a zone because then they're gonna hit you behind you. So a lot of times you're giving up that pass, that little five yard area, and you're hoping you can rally and make the tackle before the first down. Yeah, because we'll take that. Hey, we'll take that as opposed to whatever's over the head. And on the defensive side of the ball, they talked about them. Uh, playing basically like a basketball zone defense. And that's why it took them a little bit to get better mm-hmm. because they started learning the nuances, I think, of that. Is that how every defense is, every zone-style defense is, where they basically it, they have a zone, they have their own area, you can cover it however the hell you want. And I think that's why Razul has had so much success because he has his area and he knows exactly how he wants to bait or he wants to cover it. And then as soon as he, he passes people off, they're like in sync with each other. I would assume synergy is a big deal. Is that why Earl it stunk, and then now it's kind of catching on. And is that just one play call, basically? It's not one play call, but it's like zone match, they'll call it. Like, yeah, I have a zone, like hook curl, whatever, curl flat, whatever. But then once a receiver comes into your zone, you match them like it's man. But then they can mess with you. They can say you jump him and he runs from the curl flat over – or he runs from the hook curl to the curl flat. You need to drop him and sink behind because you know a route's coming behind you. And then, yeah, just passing the crossers off and knowing, not getting stuck on a dude, like – all of that, it only comes from reps. You can do it in practice all day, whatever. It, it, you need to see it in the game. You need to get beat in the game a few times to know how 
each guy around you plays and how each guy like communicates. And I think we're seeing right now, like these guys are starting to put it together for sure. And that because, and it's so cliche, but it feels real. They're all like on a string. It feels mm-hmm. like you're pre-snap, you're pre-snap talking. Like when your defense is good like that and you're playing a zone, like your pre-snap talk with everybody, it's like a, it's a thing of beauty to, to think about when it happens. Cause you see the formation, you see the final formation they're getting to, and you all start instantly calling out the route combinations and what's coming and then, hey, good things happen. And then the quarterback on the other side, Mannion, hears you doing that. And it's like oh. Absolutely. It's got to be tough, too, when a defense is humming like that and they got a beat on you. Yeah, it can't be easy. Hey, he's coming right here. He's coming right here. Hey, he's got the two coming out here. Hey, we we lock, we check. And Mannion's just sitting there like, God oh, shit. damn. Uh, and then you call out the kill, kill, kill. And then all of a sudden you start watching. All right, he's got out there. He's got off. Oh, Fuck, it's, it was beautiful to watch that Packers defense. Now, granted, no offense to Mannion once again, but that defense the last few weeks has been dominant. They've oh, yeah. been mm-hmm. like dominant, dominant. And you just got to hope, obviously, no key pieces. You have to bring in anybody else that maybe isn't on the exact same page. But that's the thing about whenever you find it and you think to yourself, what defense could win a championship? It's a defense that's all on the same exact page. You just got to hope that special teams Man. So you just got to hope that's special. Yeah, I know. Well, but it was, you know, Crosby made all his field goals last night. I mean, even that the operation early, they they got new lucky. New snapper, by the way. Yeah, which, what Another the fuck one? are we, I mean, like. Why uh, did you get a new snapper? Who was it knows? just COVID? Was it COVID? I, I don't think so. They cut a guy just midseason. Then Stephen Wardle, welcome to, welcome to the big club. No, pal. this is. This, I know, there's a new one again. So, so this is the third snapper so of the year? Maybe he did have COVID. I don't know. But By the way, if he didn't have COVID, I'm surprised he got past his first couple weeks. <laughs> For them to cut him now would be very interesting. So I assume he had to get COVID or get hurt or something like that. First snap, though, Bojo uh, punches that thing down, traps it, brings it up. Mason Crosby and um, Collinsworth kind of talked about it a little bit. He talked about how Mason is able to slow down or whatever. Very true. Valid. My biggest thing is that Mason, throughout the entire season of very poor operations and even into a couple years ago, Mason had absolute faith that Bojo was going to get that ball down. He didn't stop. He didn't do anything. He continued all the way through. He was only seeing that ball up and down because if you think with how quick he is, for a half a second and he makes the kick, that's incredible faith in each other. You know, like that's, that is Mason Crosby saying, I trust you with getting this thing done as opposed to pulling up, fire, 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 which could happen. That is a big deal. If I was a Packers fan, I'd be like, okay, at least they're at the point where they are very much trusting each other. But with that snapper thing, you got to figure that the fuck out. I mean, what are we doing? Throw the fucking seed, dude. Is it really third snapper? If they're in their third snapper, I think that's, I mean, that tells you a lot about the operation. Yeah, it's tough. Whenever they said that new snapper, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Here we go. This is going to happen again because it seems like it has been happening to Mason Crosby. He doesn't deserve it at all. And it seems like they have in terms of just like field position the last couple weeks kind of got that corrected. It doesn't feel like, you know, the offense is starting on the six-yard line every single time. That can lose you a game. For sure. And and and, and really, that's all they need from the special teams is like you need a guy back there who can call for a a fair catch and field the punt. And it seems like they got a guy who's done that for a couple years in the league now like really at this point as long as they don't turn the ball over on special teams or have some egregious mistakes like the offense and the defense with the way they're playing should be able to pick them up bojo had a miss yeah that was very loud in the, mm-hmm. in the entire covid foot the, well entire covid covid, COVID yeah. might yeah. have been something we'll keep an eye on that i guess there's covid fingies now too really whoa no COVID fingies. oh no aj who? Well, oh, they don't no. look like that. They turn blue. They become big, I guess. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? That sounds terrible. Yeah, finger I've never 19. heard of that. Finger 19, dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
It was on local news. I seen it. Tease and peas. I mean, local news didn't try to scare the fuck out of you at all. <laughs> what did it look like? Did somebody show you? Show you? Yeah, it looked like diabetes fingers. Oh, just okay. like a big purple. Sure. Okay. Oh. Sausages. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah, thick ones. Oh, yeah. Did they it's, cut it off? It said, you heard of COVID, but have you heard of COVID fingies? Mm. And the picture was just these, what appear to be Halloween fingers, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'll send you the article. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll send you an article. Be I don't, on the lookout. Even, I don't even know how we got to that. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> Bojo. Yeah, he had a miss. And everybody's like, oh, this guy stinks. But then he hit Just a don't lose it. Special teams just don't lose it. Yeah. That's wow. all you got to do. Like, your offensive defense is good enough. Special teams just don't lose the game. Yeah, unless you're stuck, go ahead and win that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can also win. You don't need to. Packers don't need the special teams to win them a game. Agreed. Agreed completely. Which is a good thing. They're a good team. Like, they don't need anything crazy to happen for them to win. How about last week when I said, oh, nobody even asked if I wanted to come punt? That's weird. Hmm. Uh, should I feel offended by that? And I stand up. Oh, uh, <laughs> I should not. I, I, I thought about Bojo kicking in five-degree weather or whatever. I mean, Brutal. last night wouldn't have been a bad night to go. We don't have to play, though. Why? You only punted what? Only punted once, I think. What, maybe again later? But, you know, shit, you kind of just... What's it like? Is it just like kicking a cinder block? So the thing is, and that's a great question, Nick. Thank you for the journalism. Um, You know, so this thing has a... uh, an air thing inside of it, obviously. Bladder? Bladder, there it is. And whenever your your needle is going into the bladder, then there's the outside, and the outside is tied together through these laces part here. So when it's really cold, the outside becomes rock hard. The inside, you know, still pumped up as much as it is, but harder to indent. When you're kicking or punting something, you're trying to indent the ball and then explode it off of your off of your foot. Uh, leg speed, power, way, there's so many different ways to try to indent the football. More you indent it, the further it's going to go. That's all you're trying to do is make that bladder small and then explosion off of your foot. So whenever the ball is freezing, it's almost like an ice cream cone that has a, uh, a chocolate uh, outside that is like rock hard yeah. and then the ice cream soft like on the shell. inside. So you got to like knock through the, the chocolate and then there's like soft ice cream. So whenever you kick a football, the outside is so fucking hard that whenever you do finally get through it, it's almost like at a different time than normal in your swing. So whenever you would normally be hitting it, it'd be wrapping and then going. When it's really cold, it takes a little bit. So it's a little bit, it's just, uh, it's harder to get it to travel as far because of the indentation of the ball to make it explode. I believe personally that's just from personal experience of oh this hurts my foot a lot fucking more and it's not going as far this is how i feel science might not add up with that but that's what it feels like as you're kicking the ball i mean it definitely makes sense i guess when you explain it like that so i mean it when those conditions too though if i'm if i'm a special teams coach i yes i want you to have a successful punt i want you to bomb that thing but most important, like I want you just to catch it and get it off when it's freezing cold like that, and it's usually windy too. Like just have a clean operation. Just get just get the ball back to them. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, don't give them a low ball that they can return to the house. There's a lot that goes into it. Bojo's doing his best. Right out of bounds. Just kick that sucker right out of bounds. Yeah, that's easy, and then get 39 yards, and then all of a sudden your field position Point. can't change it. At all. Can't change if you're in bad field position though. 39 yard punt isn't going to change field position. Then after the game, oh, why, why do we have such bad? Well, because you told me to kick the ball out of bounds for 40 fucking yards. If you would have let me go ahead and maybe. There's a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it, AJ. Jeez Louise. There is. There is a lot that goes in. I still, okay, then did bomb a 60-yarder out of bounds. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> right. easy. That's the goal. 
Every single time. Just like what everybody says, you're, it's what you do. You're paid to make field goals. You're paid to kick it, right? You have one job, dude. <laughs> you have right. one job. You should never miss. In a 15-year career, you should never miss a kick. Hey, Jason Hansen never did, did he? That's right. Nope. No, not one. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day-to-day. The fact you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I'll be eternally grateful for. Hashtag end of pod squad. Let's carry that into 2022. Let's continue to give away some merch and tie. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Big Ben last ride at Heinz Monday night before an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Minyana. Be your friend. Tell a friend. Cheers. Cheers.